0: Let's start the show it's March 14th 2013 welcome to this is only a test the official podcast of tested.com
1: Will Smith, the gang's back together today. Joining me uh, today, Norman Chan. Hello. Is this episode 161 or 162?
0: This is 161. Okay. Last week doesn't count. Last week was a completely different thing. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, And to Norm's left, Gary Wendt, making his triumphant return to this is only a test. Have I been away that long? Seems like you've been away for a while. A couple of weeks at least. I think it's been like four, probably. Whatever. Yeah. The last time we <laughs> saw
1: you was 2012, I think. No. No, that, that, no, that's no not Gary right. was back in 2013. Yeah. We oh, had right. We at at least had one once. podcast for I, the first real podcast of the year. I don't yeah. think you've
0: been here since I had a kid, though, since I was back from that. No, I think I have. Maybe yeah, once. You, yeah.
1: It seems like a you long had time. pictures
0: of the sack. Oh, that's right. You saw the placenta. The sack. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Maybe only once, though. Okay. Well, so anyway, you're back. Welcome back, Gary. It's Thanks. good to have you here. Uh, last week we did a. Um, we did something a little different, but but we're picking up with episode 161 right here, right where we left so off. So there
2: was no regular
0: tested podcast last week? We did the dad thing. Right, but there was... but you, That was you, it. In place of, not in addition it was, to... It yes. was a special... I oh, was out of town. Oh. We we did the... Uh, like, You know how sometimes on TV, like on Survivor Night, they'll take Survivor out and put something else in that slot? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. We like did like that. Non-sweeps week? When yeah. they're trying to fill in the gap with like something... They're, they're trying to introduce a new show, So so
1: like... Instead of playing American Idol one
0: night, you'll dump House in that slot it's so that more it's people it's watch a House.
1: TV special, pretty much. A pilot that didn't make it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Exa- well, I mean, except for I think this one actually made it. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. We gotta we gotta figure out a pilot frequency and all that stuff. It was a pilot for a new show. People seemed to like it. Yeah. Mm. See, I from what I saw, the response was uh, quite good. Yeah. People. Although I, I do have hear- a joke they tell at the end of the episode. You mean like uh, like the uh, Mama Tomato and Baby Tomatoes are crossing the street? What something like that? Fox Force Five joke Fox is what Force you're looking 5? for. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't yeah, have no a joke, no joke at the end of
2: that. I, uh, I heard that um, that Jeff
0: Green wanted is in, in this pretty dark territory Jeff, towards the end there. Jeff Green, have you have you listened to it? No, I'm too scared. I, I it's it it took it was dark. So like, that's that's what I'm hearing. As a father of a daughter, which is a weird thing to say. Still, so like it two was it in. dark as well? In, and, and he's one it was, too. A, it
1: was to scare the other dads.
0: I'm never letting my kids stay over at Gary's house, and you should never let your kids stay at my house. Wait, I thought Jeff Green was the problem, not Jeff, us. Jeff, the thing that Jeff Green gave a glimpse into the dark soul of yeah, the Father. All, of, yeah, wait, his dark soul. His or, dark soul. Okay. We don't all have Jeff Green's dark soul, fortunately. I hope not, but, I mean,
1: no, but we won't know for a few well, years. Well, it's the American
2: Beauty thing, right? We talked about it earlier. You think that's it? You think
0: he's, you think he's Kevin Spacey? I think he could be Kevin Spacey. Oh, I can kind of see that. We'll have to, dis- we'll have to discuss this further. Jeff, Kevin Spacey. Is he, he's American Beauty. He's not like
1: Kaiser Sose though. Sorry, spoilers. Kevin Spacey in all his forms is pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. Except
0: except for pax I was just thinking
1: the same thing. Never, but everything else fantastic. Except for, and maybe or pay that it forward. Lounge singer. What was that lounge? lounge singer oh, uh, the under the sea. Oh. Under the sea. Yeah, he uh, played uh, Bobby Darren. Right? Bobby Darren. Yeah. That's a
0: good movie. It's yeah, a passion project. Yeah, but not a badass role. Well, neither was the pay it forward guy. But he changed the world. Did he? <laughs> People say they're going to pay stuff forward all the time now. I still think it's kind of Kevin Spacey weird, but, you seems you know. to be better when he's playing
1: bad guys. Oh, he yeah. also did the Kate Winslet movie where uh, it was about um, death penalty. Uh, uh, Winter's Bone? Uh, no, not Winter's Bone. Oh, The Life of uh, David Gale. Yeah. yeah, oh, I never saw yeah. that. It okay. Was, it was anti-death penalty.
0: This is, this is probably the worst, uh, you know. Uh, uh, and of course,
2: uh, House Cards, right? He's more of a bad guy than a good guy in that.
0: Well, he's a politician. But right? that is a
2: badass role.
0: Yeah. I like Kevin Spacey. I'm pro. Kevin yeah, I mean, Spacey. what's not to like? He's terrific. Um,
2: I
1: saw him in uh, Richard oh, III. Uh, d- Superman Returns. Nah, no, 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 no.
2: Nah. but if you really want it to could see, if you really want to go see that guy uh, act like uh, like more than capital A, go to go and see him um, do Shakespeare live Richard on stage. Kevin Spacey. I saw. I saw him. I saw him here in San Francisco, like Richard III. Oh, so was, you saw that run? It was fantastic. Oh,
1: wow. Wow. It was and he incredible. talks to the audience in that too.
2: I mean, it's his his whole performance is just unbelievable. It was it was like you can see he's f- sweating and he's so exhausted, and you are as well. Like you get so caught up in the emotion of the of the performance that um, it's it's draining for the audience. It was really amazing. Is
0: Richard the Richard, Richard the Lionhearted, or is he a different Richard? Uh, yeah, Richard III is not the same as Richard Lionheart. Richard Lionheart is
2: Richard Richard I, III is right? the one that they just He it was the hunchback. Was the one he's the clock he that They the discovered face. under a
0: parking lot recently. The skull of. Right, and he, he's the one that was obscene, uh, 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 insane and kept winding clocks because he was afraid time was going to go backwards. Uh, I don't know about that. I got that from a Douglas
1: Adams book. Lineheart was the one in Braveheart. No. No. That was King Edward. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's let's move away yeah, this here is from people's <laughs> history. This is, this, is, this, territory. Is, this is
2: none of your specialty. Um, <laughs> what
0: technology then? So you you were you went. To I, I would <laughs> I would question that also. You went to South by this week. Oh, is that what you call it? You just call it South by. That's whatever. That's what that's what
2: the kids call it. I call it South by Southwest because I'm not fully indoctrinated yet.
0: You should call it SXXW
1: Nobody does that either. No,
0: nobody does that either.
1: Um, so South it's actually
0: th- more syllables to say it that way.
1: Than just S to say South, South by, by Southwest. Is, like yeah. is there a, a gesticulating sign a South by? If there was, like, I didn't see it. You make a like throwing.
0: You're talking about gang signs. Yeah. Throwing, throwing up in the street, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it's you twirl your wax mustache. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> so many hipsters. So much so much facial hair. It is like Comic Con, but with hipsters instead of nerds. Yeah. That's
2: basically what it
0: is. That seems about right.
2: Yeah, Um, Take jeans and wax, and it has become hair. fully corporate. Like I guess it started out as a little kind of indie music festival, and it's now all social media. Apps, hashtags, you know, QR girls codes. walking around handing out flyers and stickers, and like, oh, sign up for our new social Tumblr app, fucking network thing.
0: Well, so in the in the old days, the last time I went was probably two thousand nine or two thousand eight. I can't remember. And first year of Twitter. No, that was two thousand seven. I went after that. Um, what was the cool thing then? Nothing. That's why I stopped going. Uh, the the. The, so so, it used to be like a thing you went to because the music festival was there, and the music was really good, yeah, and then there was also some something that was you know arguably a little bit about work, right, right? um yeah and, it's the other way around and and when Twitter launched because Twitter launched at South by in two thousand and seven and that kind of changed the face <laughs> of that that interactive festival because then it became a place for people to go launch their new startups and dot coms mm-hmm. and the interactive part of it has become very big. It, yeah, it got real crazy. Now it involves, like, games and all. I mean, there's well, always been so a add, so they, they added. A,
2: they added a dedicated gaming area this year, which was, it was kind of like a micro E3. It was pretty small, but, they, but gaming does have its own piece of that now, mm-hmm. I guess, like a subset of the interactive portion. But it's impressive. You know, I didn't... I've never been. I've been to Austin, but I've never been to South by Southwest. I didn't know what to expect. But, you know, there is a traditional expo hall, yeah. but that's just a very small part of it. What I like about it is, I mean, it's, it really takes over the whole town. And so you've got live music events are happening at venues all over the city. You've got film screenings happening it's all, all the over the city. Time. You've got live performances, comedy happening at all different places. There's no one central area. It's like every bar, theater, anything with a stage or where they can get people in, You know, they can, mm-hmm. they'll have events there. And the interactive part of it, is all over the place as well. Well,
0: so and and so the main brunt of the interactive part isn't this isn't the expo. At least it wasn't when I was there last. It was more that there's a bunch of panels and they range oh yeah all, all yeah, across across all topics. Yeah, and, Like some of the interesting stuff was, um, and this is before the community manager thing became a joke at PAX. Mm-hmm. But you like the people who ran um, c- customer support for sites like Flickr and Zappos and stuff like that would go right. through and explain what. Like what their strategy was and what kind of tools they used to maintain stuff, and it was right. it was a good place to kind of share information that that maybe there wasn't another venue for at yeah. the time.
2: And you know, good panels. I mean, like so, I guess Elon Musk did a keynote, and yeah. Al Gore had a thing there, and mm-hmm. uh, they had like weird like Tesla versus Edison mm-hmm, debate yeah. club,
0: like you know, just geek, yeah. just good geeky stuff like that. Um, Palmer from Oculus Rift did a did a panel yeah. in the morning one day. I, also so on we panel. we
2: were there with the Telltale guys. We did a and uh, Genova Chan from that game company. We did a. Uh, a little session on uh, interact, the, fu- the you know, future of storytelling in the interactive era. That was kind of my official reason for being there. Uh, and that was, that was great. Uh, it's interesting. The whole thing was, I saw a lot of cool stuff. It was, it's, one of the, it's frustrating. Though. It's one of those things where even though I was there for a couple of days, like it is like, and it's like going to a film festival or any kind of big culture. Event. You've got to have a plan. You've got to have an idea for what you want to see. Yeah. You've got to, because I wandered around for a lot and I felt like I barely scratched the surface of all the cool stuff that was going on.
1: And nope. that, that's the reason not to go. Like you go, you see cool stuff, and then you're like, oh, I, I couldn't didn't, didn't see the best stuff. Right. Well, the, I missed out on something. Well, because
2: all the really all the stuff that like might be the most exciting, like Girl Talk had a live show there, mm-hmm. which I would love to have seen. Yeah. but it was like massively oversubscribed. All the stuff that you'd really want to see was just massively. Packed Joey's out. there now. Oh, he is? Yeah. The, yeah, well, because the, the music part kicks music. in later. Yeah. Oh.
0: What happens is in the, in the hotel- The music
2: part is just getting underway now, I think.
0: Like, my, my favorite thing to do in the old days was to go and do interviews in the hotel lobby at the Four Seasons. Yeah. Because it transitioned over the course, because it starts on a Friday, which is weird, and the interactive stuff goes over the weekend, and then the music stuff starts on Monday, I think, or right. Tuesday. Right, right. And what happens is the hotel lobby at the nice hotels downtown, like the Omni and the Four Seasons, and even the Marriott across the street, transitioned from a bunch of fucking nerds like me to like rock and roll guys with real skinny jeans and like you know yeah, you definitely see that demographic shift. Yeah, it's it's a real real hard hard swing there at the end of the show. Yeah. Um. So what did you see that was good? Um,
2: well, first of all, I just want to point out just like another little cultural thing. I, I haven't been to Austin in many years, mm-hmm. and I certainly haven't been during South by Southwest, but 6th Street is pretty amazing during South by Southwest. Yeah. I, I mean, just the rest of the year, I don't know what they do. I guess it's mostly like University of Texas students, but like it's, kind of, it's kind of weird to see a street we're lit- and it goes on for like many, many blocks. We're literally, with maybe a couple of exceptions, obviously, but for the most part, every single storefront is a bar.
0: It's like bar, bar, used clothes, mustache, the I mean, I Outside of New Orleans,
2: floor. I didn't think there was any, anything like that. But it's, it, I mean, mm. and they're all packed out. I mean, Shot it's bars. crazy. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a good. Shop bars, dueling piano bars. And they're all like real spit and sawdust, you know, yeah. kind of grimy. Yeah, that, that's, that's Texas shuffleboard. Part. In Austin, that's it? All, part, all part of the fun. I, I, I walked flat. past a place that had a blackboard outside, and it said soup of the day, whiskey. I thought that was kind of cool. So it's that everyone's getting drunk. Were Everyone, people biking around, yeah. They had bikes that they, they had bikes that you could just take and leave. It was like just oh. take this bike, go on a ride, and leave really? it forever, and someone else will pick it up. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, and pedicabs, yeah. lots of pedicabs. Did you see the Game of Thrones yeah, yeah. pedicab? That yeah, was kind of cool. Creative pedicabs. Like
0: so did it look like the throne? It like yeah, the it throne? looked
2: like the sword of the throne of swords. Did yeah. you
0: see? I heard Grumpy Cat was there. Grumpy Cat was insane. Grumpy Cat
1: was a big celebrity. Yeah. Grumpy Cat's a, a female cat, right? So, lady cat. Yeah, there were a, a lot cat. of celebrities. I saw a lot of famous people. So t- tell us some stories. I don't I mean, I don't Entertain have a lot us I don't have theory. a lot of
2: like big social stories cuz I didn't really go out very much. I uh, when you get to my age, you don't really want to do the bar hopping thing. You just want to go out and have a nice dinner well, and no, no, be, no, be in mean, bed dur- before midnight. the day. Yeah. What did I do? Uh so the first day I just kind of just kind of poked around. Um oh, so what happened was <laughs> poked around different meaning for the, the well the first day was actually my best day. Okay. Because that was when I discovered the Oculus Rift.
1: Oh, that which actually—that ah, yes. that yeah, was yeah, my yeah.
2: highlight, my unexpected highlight of the entire yes. experience. so you didn't
1: know you're going to see it there. No, I had no idea. The, the, was it like in a booth? The, was it behind closed doors? No, it
2: wasn't. It wasn't there officially. They had a—they had an Oculus panel mm-hmm. uh, that Cliff Plazinski was a part of. Because I guess Cliff is—is is an advisor and an investor in, sure, in yeah. Oculus VR. And I had just—I obviously Cliff's a friend of mine, so I texted him saying, "Oh, who are you going to be in South by Southwest? Let me know if you want to hang out." And he said, sure, sure, sure. What do you want to do? And I said, I'm I, I, I just wandering around. Like, what are you doing there? He said, I'm part of this Oculus panel. I said, oh, I've, I keep hearing great things about the Oculus Rift. I wish I could see it. And he said, I'll, "You know, if you want to see it, I can work that out. And it was literally one of the guys, one of the founders of Oculus VR, in sitting in the corner of the lounge at the W Hotel huh. uh, with his little black box, his little briefcase. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't official. They weren't officially showing it to anyone, not even a kind of a behind closed So He had the gear with him, but I don't think that it was for demo purposes. And uh, they gave me a demo of it, and it.
0: So was it? So was the one that you had? The one that was was the demo they showed? Uh, the, the one the that like ski, goggle, ski goggles? Ski goggles? No, what was it like a big square box? Or it was. A, it, it, looked it, like lo- it looked like plastic, a. It was like yeah. a
2: little square box, black box yeah. that they strap onto your head,
0: and it had like a ski goggle back, like like Scott Mark. Yeah, like yeah, just back, like something just something like,
2: like the velcro straps. He, the, the guy would say like, get it situate the way you want it and then yeah. he would reach around and strap it in place how you once you found your switch. you spot. wore it with your glasses I wore it with my
0: glasses and oh you. Oh, okay that's new and, uh, and no, uh, did with glasses. Surprisingly, the one I did it would, wouldn't, you couldn't wear glasses with
2: surprisingly, surprisingly I didn't, it didn't feel like it got in the way of the glasses uh, at all it was quite uh, if comfortable
1: you're, uh, because it's uh, focused to infinity I think if you're nearsighted you don't need glasses if you're a far-sighted, well, and he also mentioned that in the final version, glasses. they're looking
2: at some kind of calibration where it will actually Can compensate for whatever your vision yeah. is. Yes.
1: So,
0: so that's what that's my vision is bad enough that I wasn't able to. I wasn't able to. I could kind of see, but not really. But in the,
2: the final version on. of it, theoretically, what he's saying is, even with the glasses off, yeah. you would have 20/20 vision in the game. Yeah,
1: it's gonna.
0: It's the because the lens is configurable. Right. Um,
1: so was it the demo where it was the Epic Citadel demo? It or? was Epic Citadel. It okay. was what they were running. Or and Unreal City. What is it Unreal City? I can't remember C- what they call it. But it's yeah. that demo. Yeah. The
2: precursor to what Infinity Blade turned sure. out to be. And then just walked around and walked around, around and
0: flew around. Oh. The demo is really oh. good. Um, the, the amazing thing to me about it was not... I mean, the graphical fidelity is great. We're all used to that now. Like, high-res graphics look nice. High-res graphics do not look nice in that. What? In, in the Oculus Rift. Well... Uh, the point uh, point I'm making is that the thing that was amazing about it is the field of vision, not the not the um, not the, the the reproduction of the graphics. The thing is, it fi- fills your entire field of vision in front of you.
2: So, look, here's the thing: I've tried a bunch of these virtual reality. Yeah, you were since. editor, of
0: PC gamer back in the bad old All days. The, I mean,
2: I remember and I remember the old uh, virtuality arcade machines that they had many many years ago, running those MechWarrior games and stuff. Yeah, and the promise of it, we always we we understand what the idea is meant to be but the technology has always fallen way, way short. The virtuality, and, and it, even up to any, that headset, the, the Sony one that we tried on the uh, HD, last year. H- yeah, the it was Pi. terrible, right? It was too heavy. Well, it's, it it was, wasn't meant to be VR. It was blurry. It wasn't yeah. comfortable. I mean, but...
0: It, well, and it projected the equivalent of like an 80-inch screen 10 feet in front of you, right. not filling your vision with with graphics. With this what thing, you're however, inch, the Oculus Rift, inch, whatever, this,
2: the second you put it it's funny cuz the guy when when the guy would do the demo cuz I ended up having some friends come over so you got to see this and he would do the same demo every time he would like give you like a 10 15 minute th- talk before he'd put the goggles on and i was thinking just give people the goggles that's all you need to do because as soon as you put these things on it's like holy shit
0: so when i was in a room with a couple of couple of friends at PAX when, when they gave me the demo and it sounds like a, a drug experience at this point, I know. But, I, I mean, I basically, like, as soon as I put it on, I was like, I I, I did not register outside voices or
2: conversation. It took t- I mean, it was instantaneous. Within one second of putting it on, you go, oh, shit, this is
1: what I've wanted all my yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. But Fuck, the games, the, the games have to really support it.
2: And so the key That's is, true. so there's three things going on that, for me, made it work. One is... The fact that it's really light. It's, the hardware is so much lighter and smaller than you think it's going to be. You're barely
0: aware of the fact that it's on your face. It feels like a pair of ski goggles. Basically. Plus it's like, it's like
1: wearing a pair of ski goggles. Well, it's it, really it, comfortable. Because it's not glasses like the Sony things where you're not putting them on your ears. You're wrapping them around your head and you're tightening the strap. Right. So that's very comfortable. But again, none of us have pl- used it and played it for more than 15 five, minutes. 5, 10,
0: 15 minutes. Right.
1: Yeah, the demos are pretty short. Yeah. So um,
0: who
2: knows for two hours. Then the stereoscopic 3D effect is phenomenal. So in the, in, the under, in the Epic Citadel demo, it's snowing. And he would say, look up. And you'd look up when the snow is fall, now falling down on your face.
0: So in, in Doom 3, there were pockets of steam blasting out of the pipes. And you could see, you could see the edge of the steam. You could see the definition of the
1: steam cloud, right. which is amazing. Well, right. you see that's a sprite. That's, it wasn't a sprite. It's, it's a volumetric particles cloud. And, and, yeah.
2: and then the two other things that really make it what it is are, are... They say there's still some latency there, but it's not that you notice it. When you look left... You look. Later. There's no lag or anything at all. It happens instantaneously, re- were, were so you, it really does feel like looking around.
0: Was it like a one to one movement where it feels like you move your head three yeah. thirty degrees to the right and your character moves his head thirty yes, degrees? Right? Yes, yeah, it felt. Well, the yeah, I felt absolutely perfect. the character thirty degrees, and the right. then
2: the whole and then the whole idea of there's no edge. You're basically in a sphere, yeah, and you can look. You can turn around and look all the way behind you, and you'll see what's behind you, and you never are aware of an edge of a screen, or the world, the game world ending, you are completely Magic. and utterly immersed, surrounded in this world. Yeah. And it, it, it genuinely does feel like being in another world. Give it, me Skyrim on this. Holodeck, yeah. Ready Player One, whatever analogy you want to use. This Snow is crash such is the original. a close, this is a huge leap towards that. Well,
1: yeah. in, in uh, UCLA uh, or USC, they're using the Oculus Rift with their Holodeck project where they have the treadmill and the people wear the Oculus Rift and so you're walking in environments and not just holding a gamepad. So what happened
2: was after 5 minutes it's one of the I mean it's 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 like a baptism. Like you put this thing on and 5 minutes later you take it off and you go I'm a, it's like can I still invest in this? Like this thing this <laughs> this thing could take over the world. I mean it's crazy. And I was in, instantly texting friends of mine that I knew were there saying like, you've got to come over and see this thing. And I had like maybe four or five of my friends that were there all came over and it was actually just as much fun to watch people try it as a try. You see them put their goggles on, and literally, you see their mouth open. They go, oh shit. Like, the second they put it on, they've never experienced anything like it. And when things get close up to you, the demo is really good, right? So, you're standing in this kind of medieval courtyard, and there are like soldiers in armor, in suits of armor, kind of pathing around. And you walk up to them and the 3D effect is really like when they get up close you really like you feel like they're right yeah. there in your face you, and one guy passed right through me yeah. and I tried to step I literally do that thing where you try to step out of his the, way because the you, yeah. your brain is tricked into thinking something's really there um, and then you walk around for a bit and the guy says right now you're going to fly and he presses a button that just no clips you huh. and you fly around and then wherever you look that's your. You have like full mouse look. So wherever you look, you're going to start moving. And you press forward, you're going to go in the direction you're looking. Oh, Superman. You feel. You honestly felt like Superman.
0: Yeah. I. I. am um, I'm very excited about this. It was unbelievable. I would. I would buy the
2: dev kit just to have it as like a party piece at my house. Where we would come over and walk around this well, demo. The,
0: so the my favorite part about the video Norm did at CES was was when Norm was talking. It was interviewing
1: the guy. Braga was in the background spinning using his head upside up down. You're playing with the We would is- recommend people don't buy the dev kit yeah, if I, you believe in it. You find a friend who has a dev kit and try it there because it's awesome. Or pull your not, money with a friend. Do not spend the $300 to buy a dev kit because the final version will be... That much better.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I think the people that are out there are like the su- uh, like the, the the people that are genuinely interested in either working with the technology or, or just are super super geeky and have to have to try it out. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, do you think I'm exaggerating?
0: No, I I I, I said the same thing after PAX last year. I like I, I came away a complete convert, and and
1: like just to be clear, I mean, Brad saw it e3 last year and he was yeah. blown away.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's literally, it's, it's a thing that I wanted to believe in for a long time and was burned over and over and over again over the 10 years preceding, and, or 20 years preceding, really. Because, I mean, we started seeing that stuff in like 96, 97. Yeah. Um, and it always sucked. And this is, this is really, really good. And, and it's capable, like it's real with the hardware. They're getting the developer support to make the games happen and support it. Like it is a thing that is going to happen. Cliff,
2: Cliff said to me, he said, beware when you put this thing on. If you, Once you put this on playing games on a regular panel is going to seem stupid to you after this. And he was right. I put it on and I was absolutely blown away by it. And then like later on walking around the game hall and they were playing like some driving game on one of those like, one of those iFinity 6 monitor setups and like, that is stupid. Why that would looks, you waste your time? That with is this. not even close to what I just experienced. Well, if you
1: play something like a RTS or a, a SimCity game, you're going to need a, a flat panel. For certain things like that, I can yeah. see it. But like, but anything with a first-person first person person. perspective, Dude, driving games. Third-person, no. Third-person isn't going to work. Maybe with these not. Games. No, I
2: think it, I, I think third-person will be fine. It makes most. Yeah. It makes most makes, makes, makes
1: most sense yeah. in first person. I
0: can't imagine playing a, a race car or flight sim with that.
1: And there are a lot of game development challenges that they had to get over, like independently moving heads and bodies. And, so this and is the thing. Mo- motion control. They
2: they are sitting on potentially potentially a multi billion dollar invention here. This thing could be the next really the the next big thing, and the the cr- tricky question is, what's the right business approach? Do they try to market this hardware and get developers to support it as a third party thing? Do they just? Because I'm telling you, if I was the head of Microsoft or Sony, and I tried this thing, I'm like, who do I? Like, how big a check do I need to write to yeah. just well, buy this when, all and have this be our thing?
1: When we were when we started CES, uh, we did our demo, and the person sitting in our demo had a big, had a Sony like executive badge. I mean, so, if they're smart, they're they've gonna seen buy, it. They're, they're smart. They're going to buy it all. In. Well,
0: I mean, the other but the other option is to sell middleware, you know, like SpeedTree for lack of a better example, and then build a hardware platform around that thing where they just the, license out the, the problem. Hardware.
2: The problem is, developing for it, as, they, as as it was explained to me, is not a small matter. It's not, right. you you either develop for this stuff or at the very least, you know, you build in a Rift compatible mode, an Oculus compatible mode, but even that is not easy to, there's a, they right. explain to you, it's a lot of work to map it to, the way the well, lift works.
0: It, and even, even at the most base level, if you look at something like the ability to turn your head independent of where you're aiming your gun, then that changes the balance of every first person shooter ever made.
1: So that's going to change Yeah, It's, its backward compatibility like, it's, is going a it's big a, it's, game's going to have to be developed specifically for this. Yeah. And it's not like they're the only ones doing it. Um, it it's like the iPhone, you know, they was released when the capacitive touchscreens were ready and when you could pack that hardware in the same thing in, in, in that form. Valve is working on something similar. Right. Other companies could. I mean, the the latency problems of the past are are not thump, something that just the Oculus Rift got over. Right. They have a head start, but there will be other products that are. The separate.
2: challenge, and I guess the, they'll find a way to deal with this, is that the best sales tool for it is just two minutes with it on your face. Yeah. Um. And I think whoever, I, I think whether they buy, whether someone buys it, whether. I think Apple or Valve or Microsoft or Sony or someone like Google should buy this and, and use all their muscle to kind of get out there. Because what it's going to take is, I think they should put kiosks everywhere. Because I understand again, I understood the promise of it. I saw it. no end of people coming away from demos going, this is amazing, this is fantastic. It's like, it really does work. It's like nothing you've experienced. I go, yeah, I'm sure it's great. But you put it on and you go, oh, sh- wow. Like, you can't imagine what, what I was saying, I was saying to Cliffy was, it's interesting. Like, part of the reason why the previous virtual reality stuff has seemed crappy is because like, we understand what it's supposed to be like, and, and then we see these implementations that it, fall it short looks like
0: it. looks like the Elanore man, but not it, in a good but way. It's,
2: and it's, but it's not that this thing matches our expectation for what we think it's going to be. It's actually better than you... Th- like, the actual real-world implementation of it yeah. super... It, it exceeds what your brain thinks it's going to be like, and when you put that thing on and you're really looking around and you really feel like you're in this other world... It's unbelievable. Yeah, and,
0: and at least in the t- 10 minutes I had the headset on, at no point did, I, did you lose that kind of. Like, it, frequently you'd lose the head track or whatever, and then you'd be, like, you'd have to look up and to the right to be looking straight ahead and stuff like that. That, that didn't happen to me at any point during the demo. But
2: the idea of, like, if it, ever, if it does get properly supported, and I so seriously hope that it does, because I think it deserves all the success, like a fully realized MMO type world running in that unit. I mean, yeah. This, I mean, like, there are going to be real life Reg Barclays out there, people that will never want to leave. That's good. Ten years from now, we're going to be talking about like you know surrogates, you know, people that just never leave their house anymore, or the Ready Player One guys that just you know have have no interest in the real world anymore. Yep. This 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 thing has the promise of that.
0: Uh, Yes. It's nuts. Anyway, I. Yeah. So. Uh, it's good. It's incredible. Uh dev kits are supposed to ship before too long. Uh I I haven't Pushed looked at back their, a couple of, they're supposed to ship in March but They were supposed to ship in March but I think he said June now. I I
2: And um, the other th- the other thing they I mean, you know, they they're focusing on they see this as a games tool right now, but yeah. the applications beyond that whether it be like training, medical. You know, military medical stuff robots, like that, robots, drones. Yeah, it's cr- it's yeah. It, yeah, I mean it has all kinds of crazy applications.
0: Um I'm looking at the last update right now. Uh basically they said Oh, Ernie Klein visited their headquarters. That's weird, the Ready Player One guy. Well, yeah, because um, I mean,
2: I'm, I'm sure he would have loved it because it's exactly the kind of yeah, thing that he was
0: going on about. It's his wheelhouse. Uh, I can't find the update with the with the schedule. You are but right, anyway. by the
2: way, that like the pixelization, you can see that they're computer graphics, yeah. but it almost doesn't matter. It's because, a low res panel because the immersion of having the world spherically in- envelop you. It's so, it feels so real that the fact that the graphics look fake and that doesn't will get really better. bother you. Yeah, and obviously the, the fidelity is yeah. only going to get better.
1: Right. I mean, uh, what they said is that develop, uh, de- game developers and artists will have to put higher, bigger assets, better assets in there, because when you get up to a texture, you'll be able to, uh, up close to like, a character face, right. you'll be able to notice all those models. Right. And much, weirdly, much it's
2: better. when, uh, it's actually, even though I, I knock 3D all the time, when it's in this spherical, like all enveloping way, 3D actually works much, much better. The yeah. 3D
1: effect works really, really well. Because yeah. you're moving your head and your eyes. And, I mean, they've talked about going forward how you know, eye tracking could be a thing that would work into it. So not only are you wearing goggles but and moving your head for movement, but where your eyes focus... Will be where the game sharpens and gets more detail. Yeah. Um. And well, to re- to motion well. control and, and all that stuff. When
2: you're looking at traditional 3D, whether it be on a cinema screen or a TV, it's a th- it's a 3D effect, but still on a on a two dimensional plane. Mm-hmm. Whereas, again, when it's spherical, when it's all around you, the the, the fact that everything is fully 3D just yeah. seems to make so much more yeah. sense.
1: Yeah. And even though it's a cheap panel right now, they don't know if they're going to move to a 1080p panel in the final consumer release. It's a, it's a cost issue. So. They'll figure it out, right?
0: I mean, as higher resolution panels are available, you'll see higher resolution. But this out.
1: thing is
2: really portable as well. I mean, you could take this, you know, it's not heavy. It's not, and, and again, this is just their demo model. I imagine so the final industrial design, they'll be able to slim it down even further. The so dev
1: kit is $300. Uh, I don't think people are going to buy this instead of a computer monitor. You're still going to get a computer monitor for your desktop. It's too, resolution, too low resolution for typing and stuff. So this will be a compliment. I think $300 is a fair price. I mean, I it's play, play, I instead play of Team Fortress. If you have so. a 27 inch monitor, or A 24 inch monitor, and you want to get have the option of getting a second 24 inch monitor for 200 bucks, yeah, or spending a little more and getting an Oculus Rift. Go uh, if, if they stay at 300 bucks, who knows? Yeah, we, and we they didn't even have, have sound
2: idea. running in this demo. You put like directional headphones on as well, and you get that added to that. It's like sensory deprivation, just, but you're just in this good other headphones, platform. honestly. Yeah.
0: You don't even need the directional nonsense, yeah. Good noise isolating. Um, speaking of small boxes, you could hook this up to you saw the piston box, the pi- yeah, piston, yeah. I didn't even know what that G, was, Zai. Uh, x i3 x i3 i was
2: wandering around the gaming hall which i said was kind of like a little micro e3 yeah
0: it's
2: a kensha
1: yeah. it's well, the, no, it is the kensha, it, no, kensha uh, well, no, it, no
2: no because it's like the main hall of e3 or pax or whatever because it has nintendo and alien really and nintendo all the, was there yeah they had a big booth wow huh? and they had a big tournament esports stage playing uh, league of legends and it, it looked like pax or e3 just shrunk down okay huh? um and they had a few big exhibits firefall there, there? <laughs> yeah, it has to have firefall, right? Otherwise, it's not not. A, yeah, not, it's not, a, not it doesn't a count demo. as packs
0: if it's not firefall. Um,
2: but they had the XI three thing there, and uh, I, I, I'm familiar with the concept of small
0: form factor PCs. But this thing is crazy well, small. The, so we saw that first what in two th- 2010, a long maybe time ago. Yeah, um, it's it looks like they've gotten smaller since the first time we saw it, right? I, I didn't, I obviously didn't go to CES this year, but you saw it
1: there, right, Norm? Uh, I think it's about the same size. They just upgrade internals. It's it's like they they use. Um it's like low power APUs I mean, and I'm trying
2: and to think of something comparable in, in size to it. It's
1: like four cans of coke. So Not even that. No no no. not it's even, it's not no, even no, smaller that. than like that. You think of you know one of those like cubical boxes. It's smaller than that. Yeah. It's, it's like if you took two
2: Apple TVs and put them on top of each other. Make that's basically three, three, Apple TVs. three Apple TVs or yeah. it's
1: it's okay. like that big. It's really small. But but so you wonder how much power it has. And yeah. it's supposed to have a low power draw. Uh, 40 watts idle. Um, we're, we're talking about the hardware specifics first and the more interesting stuff is their deal with Valve and what the controversy is over that. Uh, but the the hardware inside is AMD CPU AMD graphics 7000 series equivalent and it's supposed to be a real PC has a really cool M.2 max uh, solid it's, state. It's hard
2: to believe there's a real there's a full even a low powered PC and in this tiny box. They're doing pre-orders
1: $1000 for their entry level Whoa. which is, well,
2: no wait hold on so they have the that you have they have PCs available right now, I believe, that yes. are just they're not really games rigs, but you could use them as like an HTPC.: they're or integrated just like a graphics small machines. desktop PC. Okay. The piston what they call the piston yeah. their steam box, which will, which will be more games capable, is not coming out until later in the year, but they are taking pre-orders on it now, and it starts at 999. But you can custom, if, if you want it to be really capable, you, it's going to get closer to 1500 And really capable so, just
1: means more storage.
2: And obviously for that same money, you could probably build an even more powerful machine. So you've got to really value yeah, I, the small size. But, I mean, they, like I said, it's tiny. It's smaller than a Kleenex box. It's real, real small. They had demos of it where they had TVs where it was bracketed onto the back of an HD TV on a flat screen, so you never even see it. But you're not going to really do that. And they had all kinds of different... They have like a blinged-out gold casing and different yeah. metallic colors and stuff. It's nice... It, but the, the smallness of it—it's so small. The, it, it's it is kind so, of a gimmick. If
0: I'm spending the money, if I'm spending that kind of money, I would rather have a machine that's a little bit bigger and more capable and upgradable. Absolutely I think. More like, like look at the machine we built last week, or that's up on the site yesterday. That that cost fifteen hundred bucks, and it has the it has a thousand dollar video. It's a bit of it. a novelty, I'm and it's it It's
2: a bit of a novelty. I can see it being a great gimmick for like land parties and things yeah. like that, because it really just does fit in your pocket. Because
0: that land party market is really tearing up the sales charts. But for the mainstream. It
2: doesn't matter, right? It's like once the thing is on, once the thing is sitting there, like if the Apple TV was 50% bigger, I wouldn't really care. Right, it's, it's nice it's that it's as small as it is, but I know it just sits there. You don't move it. You don't take yeah. it from
0: room to room. It's invisible. It's after a nice, it's it's a nice a
2: conversation piece, but if I'm going to spend that kind right. of money, i probably so, want something a little bit bigger that's not just more powerful, but actually parts I can swap
1: out and maybe keep yeah. it up to and date. And parts you can swap out is the thing that they're saying. There's, that's why their system is unique, because it's modular, but they make all the modules, so you still have to buy it from them if you right. want to upgrade later. Uh, The difference between the $1,000 version and the $15,000 or $1,500 (laughs) version... That $15,000 version version better be real good. It's just storage. It's it's 128 to 512. So what
2: I wasn't able to figure out, again, because there's no one version of it, you can customize it somewhat, and I didn't get to look closely enough at the specs... But I would be interested to see what the the game how the how the game's version compares to a PC you can actually build for the same. They body.
1: really want to avoid that, so you can do a direct specs comparison. I think it's a three point two gigahertz AMD uh, APU with um, seven thousand series AMD graphics, right? Three hundred eighty four cores. That's like the equivalent of a like a seventy eight seventy eight fifty seventy seven. So it's a two hundred dollar card. Which is pretty decent because.
2: The, the, the great thing about plugging playing pc games for your tv is you're going to be locked at
1: 1920 1080 yeah. you actually don't need that much power to make games look good at that resolution but you no. also don't need to spend $1000 on a system to do that no
2: it's i think it's a no, I think it's going to be for people that have a lot of
1: money and want like a vanity conversation piece right. and the big thing for cuz uh, they... it's crazy crazy small yeah but it, it's called of pissed in because they're calling it the first steam box um, and right. at CES, they had that press release on the very first day of CES saying that they had to receive a, a investment from Valve, and they're working with Valve to. They implied this. strongly in a way that Valve
0: never corroborated. They are the Steam Box provider,
1: and well, and then at CES, Valve had meetings to show that they were going to make Steam boxes with a bunch of other companies, uh, or let other companies hardware makers make their own Steam box, and then have since said that they're working on their own Steam box, which will be ready in. Three to four months. The in prototype. key, the,
2: the key to this, is not getting a little, of making a small PC because clearly we can do that now. Even, even if something was twice the size of the of the of the piston, it would still be very easy to sit down on a tabletop and have it plugged into your TV. And right. it's, as long as it's
0: like cable box like size or c- smaller,
2: like if you think about it, if you think about the piston as the size it is, you could you could ha- you can imagine something like the size of a Mac Mini that would actually be pretty yeah. really powerful yeah. for the yeah. size. That's not the problem. The reason why I took my PC back upstairs and unplugged it from the TV is I still don't have the mouse keyboard solution. Mm-hmm. And it's they great want people... To, I enjoy playing many games on a controller, but if mouse keyboard's available, I'm gonna, I'd am ro- gonna. much rather play Modern Warfare or whatever, Team Fortress on with a mouse. And that's without... SimCity is going to need right. a mouse. Right. And I, I I, don't know what the solution is yet. I know, I presume Valve, Valve is working on some kind of hybrid controller. They need to come up with something, because that's the real problem.
1: I, I don't think Valve is doing a hybrid controller. I think Valve is doing their own Steam box, which is a hardware solution. And uh, I think they, unlike the XI3 guys, can sell their box at lower cost, because they're also a game publisher. And if that box just runs Linux and just sells you Steam games, They'll make you all the money. They'll, they'll make all you know. They'll make all that money back the, in Steam games. They're looking. Val. What Valve's trying to sell is games that use controllers.
0: At this point, and I'm sure For that the they have some sort of. That's too limiting, yeah. though.
2: There are so many great games where we, we, as PC gamers, we'd rather use the mouse and keyboard.
0: Well, are there City, is, no, I don't think Valve Diablo, is. I don't think Valve is trying to sell any MMO.
1: It. Yeah. Eh.
0: SimCity, any RTS. I don't really want to play SimCity anymore. We can talk about that later. We'll get to that, I'm sure. So you're full, full on gamepad. I, I play a solid 90% of games that I play on, on a gamepad in the living room.
2: But if, that's the, but, if, but if that's the case, then you may as well just get a next-gen console, which is going to yeah. be we'll as anyway. uh, 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 powered <laughs> as a fairly
0: powerful PC. Everything's actually built with the controller in mind. Might as well just get one of yeah, those. Yeah, but it, it'd be but, much but, cheaper. Okay, so here's the thing. Think about what Valve is doing with the Steam Box. They want to engage the with traditional their, their Steam Box, this traditional or, gaming wait, environment. Specific,
1: what, what are you talking about? I'm are talking, talking about,
0: about what what market is Valve trying to get by b- building an inexpensive way to play Valve games f- from Steam on your TV? Okay, so They're so trying to they, take their market hard away hardware. from Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo.
1: It, that's only if that their Steam Box project or their concept is low cost, which we don't know yet. Well, okay, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, in a world where, uh,
0: in, a, in, a, in the world that we live in today, people are going to have a hard time selling consoles for $500, something that is a, essentially just a console for four or $500.
1: Like,
0: look at look at how Nintendo's burned up the charts at $300. So you're saying if
1: Valve wants to be in the living room... Yeah, it has that, to be cheap. If, if Valve wants to be in the living room in the way that... Uh, Traditional PC gamers are slowly moving toward, but more console gamers are already in. Yeah. they have to be very. It has to be an expensive piece of hardware. Um, and if they're selling a PC that won't run Windows because right. Valve gave Newell's very anti Windows, runs Linux, then it will be less of a tr- computer. They're not playing. You're not playing Dishonored on that because there's no Linux version of Dishonored. You're playing. It will be less of a computer and- in the way that we're used to in terms of checking email and. Browsing the web—it's not a computer. So I don't think you can. A, game the the Linux machine. version
2: is nice, and it's great that Steam is supporting it. But I don't think you can really be serious about. I think PC Val is a gaming is... machine without Windows on. Well,
0: it. so then, so then the other there's two other ways this can go. If they think that you're going to put, if they think that normal people are going to buy Windows, buy the box, buy Windows, put Windows on the box, then they, then they have to give away the box for free because Windows is going to cost 100 hundred hundred bucks.
2: Right. Obviously, one of the ways or, you make these things low cost is you ship it with Linux.
0: Yeah, but that worked awesome for netbooks. I mean, that was a complete debacle for netbooks. Something like 40% return rate on netbooks that were sold with Linux. People, Normal human beings do not want to run Linux. So either you have to completely hide it, like you do with, say, Android and all the other stuff that runs Linux and is sold in the store, or they have, to, they have to literally be prepared to say, okay, here's where you put your Windows key and download this. It'll reformat automatically and come back up as Steam.
1: I don't think Valve can build a box that, and take a loss on selling hardware if that box will run Windows. And people can just buy the box and not run Valve stuff.
0: Well, so the way Valve t- sells it and takes a loss on hardware is that they say buy three hundred dollars worth of Steam bucks, and you get the box for free. Or buy five hundred dollars worth of Steam bucks, and you get the box for free. Yeah, I don't think that they're. I don't. I don't understand. I don't. The only other thing that I can think is a possibility for the Steam box is that it is literally just a network streaming box. To the, the, roughly the like something you plug in the TV that's the equivalent of Project Shield. So it's basically an HDMI endpoint for Wi-Fi games streamed from your from your desktop PC. I think that's much more likely. I, I if I had to guess, I would say that that's a ninety nine dollar box and it has a USB yep. port on front so you can plug your Xbox controller and it has in. some controller yeah. that Valve has made. Anyway, whether
2: or not it's a realistic thing, I don't know. But I, all I I remember thinking that it's the central gimmick of that piston is that when you see it, it's like wow, that is crazy small. Yeah, but
0: but a thousand dollar machine for your living room room is not something to get is not something that's going to expand the steam market it's to sell to people like you and me who already have and again I would rather, the I would rather spend the
2: right. money for something a little more Upgradable, and yeah. again, doesn't doesn't have to be that it's unnecessarily small because they've made that the gimmick. That's the sex, the sizzle factor. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's not, it wasn't, a but again, if you're never going to move design. it, you might as well just, you know invest in a and long and HDMI and it cable.
2: Is, and the problem is, the whole beauty of the PC is it, it can evolve. And this is, I'm pretty sure, the, the the architecture of it is pretty static. I don't see how you can get in there and upgrade. They
0: have an this upgrade thing. path, but it's it's going to be expensive, it's, it, and it's it's video card memory only. Um, we this is the same conversation we had about this thing 2 years ago literally 3 years ago now probably uh when we first saw it at, at CES so yeah i liked it though um uh, like the gold the gold chassis like the C3PO version of their did chassis Did you see the really
1: the cool. case for the that Lloyd brought in? Yeah, i liked it a lot. That one. I mean, it's a little bigger kind in a little person bu- than you think it is cuz it's not like one of those shuttle PCs mm-hmm. where you can like the frag boxes um but it's definitely you know a little more stout than the mid tower. It, it would sit under your desk really nicely. It has, has nice handles on top. I went and looked for ITX 10, uh,
0: 1366 motherboards after that because that's what my CPU is now. It turns out there aren't ITX 1366 motherboards. Mini ITX. Mini ITX. Um, do you want to talk about? Uh, did you go to the Tesla Edison panel? No. I, oh. I didn't go to any uh, panels. Uh, anything else weird? Any see. celebrity sightings?
2: Um, let me think. Oh, so I, w- I went to my friend's uh, film screening. He, had a, he's, he directed a movie, and it had its premiere at South by Southwest. That okay. was cool. Um, Do you want to give a plug, or was the movie... Yeah, want? it's great. I mean, it's, it's called Hours, and uh, it stars Paul Walker. It's about from, Virginia uh, Woolf? No. Oh. That was The Hours. Oh, my bad. This is just Hours. Okay. And, H-O-U-R-S. Uh, H-O-U-R-S. Okay. And uh, it stars uh, Paul Walker from the Fast and Furious movies. He actually was sitting right behind me in the screening. It was kind oh, of cool.
0: cool. Is he and, tall or short?
1: about normal yeah that would have gone down well <laughs> <laughs> I like the direction your franchise is going he in was, he, was a, he was a nice guy <laughs> what batshit crazy no heist movies oh it's gonna yeah, be I'm looking forward for to that we gotta go see that I wanna, Fast I, six. I wanna see Fast I, I'm in six. for that G- and
0: G.I. Joe G.I. Joe I'm up Fast for six. that too I'm also in for more Hasbro movies after the battleship watchings of the last few weeks I, I'll take all the Hasbro I, I, I'm I genuinely
2: excited for both G.I. Joe and Fast 6 I think those movies are gonna deliver
0: the trailer with, with with Bruce Willis is
2: fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, he's the, movie's the, the original Joe. The yeah. he's, he's Joe. Yeah. It's great. He's the guy. He's, that's why they're called Joes. He's the he's oldest toy. Bruce toys. Willis is so awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that both those movies have The Rock in them, too. Uh, that's right. As a star. Who, yeah. What does The Rock play in G.I. Joe? Uh, is he Sergeant? Badass. Sergeant dude. Uh, um, <laughs> The Rock. They made a G.I. Joe after The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, moving on. Uh, I guess it's it for oh, South by. South by, tell us about the the, uh, the candy dispenser. Oh yeah, that was
2: funny. So um, when I was walking around the expo hall, it's like there, there was in, there were huge there were whole aisles that were just dedicated to various like social media apps.
0: Like Foursquare, Instagram. Yeah, and, and, it re- and it really is like walking around
2: La, Ikea because all the products are called like Flurm and Blongle and just whatever stupid name they've been able to register Blur- as, their, as their product name. Blurg. And there's very few combinations of vowels and, and consonants left
1: for for social media apps. Yeah, and um, you don't
0: want something that's like eight characters. You want five. Yeah,
1: you need something short, Yeah, which well, is wanna, actually registrable. S- social media app that took all the E's that the other ones did not wanted.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Eee.
2: Anyway, I saw a lot of those, Flinger and Zappo and just, just <laughs> so many names. Uh, there was one thing there and they had. I was, I was kind of peckish. I'm like, I, kind of, I could eat like a, a little snack right now. And they had these uh, food dispensers at this booth. And I guess a lot of these places have like free cookies and things to try and get you to come over and talk to them about whatever their stupid app is. And uh, this one had these dispensers. Uh, of, like, peanut butter cups and Skittles and M&Ms and different things. Oh, maybe I'll just go get, like, a free handful like of m and those,
1: like, you put a quarter in, you twist the... Yeah,
2: pretend, yeah that's what I thought it was. I'll pretend okay. to be interested in this guy's product for, like, as long as, it, as long as it takes me to get a handful of M&Ms and I'll leave. <laughs> but it, what it was was underneath each, <laughs> underneath each little dispenser was a hashtag that was associated with whatever this app was. And if you tweeted the hashtag, these dispensers, which were hooked up to the internet, would dispense a handful of whatever candy. Well, that's
0: kind of a clever hack, but it's a real lame
1: promotion. So I mean, it was basically it? we
2: what, I mean, candy, and I immediately thought, like, what, you, you're turning people into laboratory rats, right? It's like if I if I press the red button, I'll get some candy. I'll
0: get. Do you remember what the hashtags are? Can we can we make the machine just start exploding candy? Well, I, I don't know if it's still there, but I um, I don't remember what the
2: hashtags were. No.
0: I so the end around for this is just to spam somebody with that messages that fo- that you don't that doesn't have very many followers. Yeah, and just and just make the <laughs> just make the candy come out
2: endlessly. Yeah.
0: It just explode. Candy I really constantly. I really wanted
2: a peanut butter cup as well, but I figured I'd just rather buy one and keep my dignity than like stand oh. there tweeting out these hashtags so that I can get a fucking
1: handful of free Reeses. Pathetic. S- so they should have hashed rounds. Hash browns, hash browns. Oh, oh yeah. I have bags of hash browns. I have yeah. a
2: hash brown. Discovery. That's what I want is like a handful of hot hash brown,
0: <laughs> <laughs> hot grease all over my hand. I, I discovered something wonderful in the potato freezer potato section of Fresh and Easy the other day. Um, Fresh and Easy carries the right brand of diapers, so I was there buying diapers at like ten o'clock at night or say at eight o'clock at night. As they right, were getting ready to close, and as I was in there, I was like, you know, I want some. I want uh, some tater tots tonight. I love a good tater tot. We're having hamburgers. Let's make let's make some tater tots with the burgers. Okay. And as I was looking in the in the freezer aisle, I realized that the thing that looks exactly they had things in there that look exactly like McDonald's hash browns. Like the like the ones that come in the sleeve. Those that are, yeah. are like I like the, those. It's the best hash brown, right? Yeah.
2: Molded into a little like they're, the shape they're not of, called hash browns. Kind of like the shape of a Galaxy S three. I think they're called it, Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's a little bit, little bit little bit a little bit smaller actually. That would be a good case for the Galaxy S3, actually. Basically, On the back, like it looks your like brown? you're
0: holding a McDonald's hash brown. I think that's a great idea. I'm going to market it. I'll that. take that out of the pan. Yes. Good ideas this week. I've, got, so, I've, got so many,
2: I've, I've been having some good ideas this week. Um, I might have to do a Kickstarter eventually.
0: I think that's a good idea.
2: I'm brimming with, with million-dollar <laughs> ideas. Yes.
0: Um, they taste just like McDonald's hash browns. Wow. Thus removing any need for me to ever go to McDonald's again.
1: It, re- it is the only reason to go to McDonald's.
0: Yeah. Because I can make a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. I can make an egg McMuffin they don't, and the hash d- But brown. do they have
2: fish McBites, you see? McDonald's Fuck is always off. staying one step ahead. You, I'm turning you down. But you don't go to
0: McDonald's anyway.
2: You you just do no, not go on principle. The so one, one
1: thing I
0: missed that? was the hash browns. Oh, so now
2: you can just eat these ones.
1: I make English muffins. I have hash browns. Average price of things at McDonald's over the past 10 years has gone up by about 10%, 10, 12, 14%. So they're beating inflation. I mean, yeah. they're not beating inflation. They're not. Absolutely not. McDonald's cheeseburger used to be 89 cents. Now it's a buck 14.
0: When my mom was a kid... She could get uh, the whole thing, a cheeseburger, a hamburger, fries, and a Coke for 25 cents, I think, is the story she no told. No way. One of, the problems is,
2: cents? one of the problems is the dollar menu where you know, the, the barrier of what they consider yeah. like a dollar item doesn't change, right? But the value of the dollar does change. Just and just so they're always, they're always kind of fighting that, that, uh, fighting that inflation. inflation,
1: yeah. Yeah. Or they can re- you know, reduce the items on the dollar menu. And, and, make them and they're happier. actually putting more and more items on it. There's, you know, there's, you know they, f- add, they add stuff to the dollar menu all the time. A Filet-O-Fish? Yeah, what about it? F- Not sale price. I mean, you never buy anything at McDonald's. That's not like it's, you know, it's a deal day or something. Yeah. Like two for five bucks or something. A Filet-O-Fish is four bucks.
2: You, but you can, on the right day, get two of fishes for four bucks.
0: Hey, here's McDonald's original menu. Do you want, do you want to play like this what game? Like what they had on day one? Like the, when it opened. What, what could you buy for one dollar? Oh, you could buy everything for a dollar. Everything. A pure like beef hamburger was 15 cents. Back a in the day. A tempting cheeseburger was 19 cents. What, four a, cents for a slice of cheese. A that triple, about right. A triple thick shake was, it was probably real cheese then too, not cheese food. A triple thick shake was 20 cents. Golden french fries, 10 cents. Thirst quenching Coke, 10 cents. Delightful root beer, 10 cents. Steaming hot coffee, Guess. Five Um, cents, a nickel, ten cents. Oh oh. wow, same price. Full flavor orange drink. Note that that is not orange juice. That is the bug juice that they used to sell it at. at, They I don't think they sell that anymore at McDonald's, but they used to. That was ten cents too. And milk, two cent premium, ten cents, twelve. So you could
1: walk up to McDonald's, they called it dollar bill, throw it on the counter, and say.
2: Well, even today, you can if
1: you if, if
2: you shop ex- expeditiously, you can walk out with a shitload of food for ten dollars. You can make I it rain at so. McDonald's. You come for 10 right, if you come right off the dollar menu, you can. I mean, that's a lot of food. You get all the fish mm-hmm. with
1: bites you are carrying. I think eat. ten dollars goes much further at Costco than it does at McDonald's. Well, no shit, because you have to cook that food. Yeah. No, no, no. At, at the Costco cafeteria. Oh. Pff. No, I don't think I don't think the ten dollar challenge at Costco is difficult. Are you to looking
0: at
1: satiatedness
0: or calories? The
2: McDonald's bottom end price is a dollar. Costco is the dollar fifty. But you yeah, know what you had you know, a drink. I tell you what, you could actually make it go even further. Is IKEA horse meat meatballs? No, but you know that little section where they have like the cinnamon rolls and the pizza slices and oh, the hot dogs. Yeah, that's all a buck. Really, you can get two hot dogs for a dollar at IKEA. Horse dogs, you mean? That's
0: not here. That's not in America, dude. That's elsewhere. Do you think they don't truck those meatballs in from Sweden? And I don't even care. No, neither do I. I'm just saying. Um they used to call it a square meal, the the fries, the Coke, and the hamburger. Thirty five cents.
1: Yeah. Three cents. So it wasn't a happy a meal. It's a square meal.
0: Well, it wasn't they didn't remember this was before the Big Mac, before the quarter pounder. This was the the things that they had on offer in the hamburger department quarter were a powder. hamburger and a cheeseburger. And that's why we still love In N Out, because that's all they have. It's yeah. It's a very simple menu. Well, but with a bunch of dirty secrets. Yeah. Mustard. Apparently, McDonald's has a secret menu as well.
1: well no. No, you, no. No, no, you know, no, no. Have you not
0: seen the Ghetto Big Mac video? It was on the airplane
1: the other day. What's the Ghetto Big Mac?
0: The Ghetto Big Mac is where you go in, and you order a double, uh, a double cheeseburger off of the dollar menu, okay, and then you, oh, well, you, can always you add and remove stuff you want, yeah. until you make it a Big Mac, wait. and it comes out like 35 cents cheaper or a buck cheaper. You remove yeah, but have, stuff? Yeah,
2: but ha, wait, how do you get the, the, the bread middle. piece yeah, in the, you, middle? the middle? You bread say pieces.
0: you order it with an extra patty and an extra bun, and then the lettuce and tomato and the lettuce and special sauce and the cheese.
1: The, the bun that's not like that, that's sliced in the middle. of The Big Mac yeah. is what makes the that's, Big Mac. makes it.
0: You can request that particular kind of bun. You can you can build you can choose your own adventure your way to a Big Mac. No, From I, a I would keepers. rather just, just order the Big Mac. Yeah. I don't want to have to do this. This isn't floor.
1: as creative as the morning, the mythical. You get the half breakfast sandwich, and that's half impossible. No assembly required. You, you have that. to hit the
0: line just right for that to even po- be possible. Because all the food that, disappears. Yeah. at eleven a.m. or ten a.m. Ten thirty. Ten thirty. That was actually the last time I went to McDonald's. When I walked in at like ten thirty-two <laughs> and had the Billy Madison experience. I was like, what? "I want a fucking egg McMuffin, you asshole!" And they they denied Billy me that. No, Doug Benson. No, the Adam Sandler movie with the kid. He went in and had a blow-up in McDonald's because he came in five minutes after the value, menu, the all breakfast right. menu. I night. don't know why
2: they just can't be like Jack in the Box where you can get all, both the menus are on all day. Because well, Yeah,
1: why, why is that? Because Jack in the Box is great. No, no, no. Why, why is McDonald's <laughs> close to <laughs> is it because they run out of microwaves? So, hold on, hold on. I just want to take a <laughs> moment and note that is the first time
0: that has ever been said in the world anywhere when you weren't stoned. The person that said it wasn't—that's not
2: true. You don't have to be stoned to like Jack in the Box. I think you it have to be stoned to helps. like Jack in the Box.
0: I mean, their whole
2: their whole new uh, ad campaign. Yeah, d- d- there is a menu, very clear target that they may as well just call that the Stoner Menu. Right, right. <laughs> Walk to Jack
0: in the Box. Yeah. What is in their fruit. menu?
2: It's like, uh, you know, it's just a late night box of like, here's a burger, here's some chicken fingers. <laughs> They've it's taken a box? <laughs> what, they, <laughs> what, they call, what they call half and half fries, or it's like half regular fries and half curly fries. Oh. Yeah, see? Oh, wait, 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 wait.
1: <laughs> the half and half fries are not such a good... I like the buying curly fries or buying regular fries. You like fries, the bonus fries. And you get like two curly fries and you feel like you stole something away. Or the other way around. Half no, and half just know. feels like... <laughs> so, Jack in the Box has taken okay. the the Taco Bell idea of
0: fourth meal right. and exploded it into a menu of, of death and destruction.
2: Yeah, I mean literally the TV commercials are like some guy on his couch talking to a puppet. And that
0: puppet the puppet's, puppet, the puppet's he, imaginary. He food? Yeah, well of the course the, the guy's stoned
2: off his ass. Right. They they can't come out and say that, but it's so clearly what's going on.
0: Yeah, it's like a little Jack puppet, but it's not real. Yeah. It's like a baby Jack. I
1: gotta, I got to watch more TV. See this, it's,
0: this. is it's always on during South Park, so they know their audience. They yeah,
2: do. they're very smart. But yeah, I don't know why more places don't do the breakfast menu all
0: the time. I think it has to do with the oil in the fryers. Maybe. Because once you put the filet of fish but, in there but, but you're but not how, gonna be able but to make a hash j- brown. But how out can of Jack it? in the Box do it? Well they they, they, actually, have, they have a shitload of fryers the Jack in the Box. Look at that menu. Everything's fried. I suppose. I bet you could get a bun fried at Jack I in the Box. I think there's an economic psychological reason they do it. You think they're trying to drive traffic in by ten thirty?
1: Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know. think it's. a... I mean, there is.
2: I mean, it's conditioned behavior, right? Like if the mcrib was on the menu all year round, we wouldn't care. If Girl Scout cookies were available all year round, we'd care less. You can get, get Scout that cookies. That year it's round. the fact that it's a. I know, but they're not out on the street. They make a. They make a deal that's out of true. it every year, and that creates an event. People go, "Oh, it's Girl Scout cookie time!" Well, the mcrib is back, and you want it, even
1: though you don't really want it. Girl, Sc- Girl Scout cookies are five bucks a box. Two, two fifty. Two f- no, fifty no, a I box. Two fifty or three Four. bucks.
2: Four. No, that's right. You're right. You're quite right. Four. 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 four I four
0: I, I almost had a blow up at a Girl Scout the other day. She was like four dollars. I was like, really four dollars? Do they go up in price? Yes, every year they go up in price. <gasps> why? I don't, I don't think you're allowed to have a blow up at a girl. No, count. I had to. I had to check my actions. I was like, I have a daughter. I can't do this anymore. They, they
2: dress
1: up. I, don't think, do also it, I don't think you can do it. I don't think you could
2: have done it before either. It <laughs> wouldn't. I could
1: have but either way. I mean, I'm not <laughs> saying it would make it extra. <laughs> Extra hostile. Yeah, well, we talked about the beard last
2: week. Look, I mean, um, look, four dollars for a box of cookies is not that crazy. You, you, if you when got you're a expecting box, two,
0: if you get a full and box, the of mo- cookies, and the money's going to a good cause. I, I have no problem uh, for the good cause. I like the good cause. I'm just no saying, problem. I was surprised by the four dollars. And the took thing me is, the cookies. This is the thing.
2: This is the beauty of it. The cookies aren't that great. People go, "Oh my god, Thin Mints are the best." Th- they're, they're just kind of okay. You know, keep Thin, thin, thin can, Mints are the best. You
0: can get Keebler's version of Thin Mints, then they're better. They're called Grasshoppers. Mm. I think. But I do like the Dr. Lech. The caramel yeah. ones are really good. Yeah. I, my problem, my weakness at this time of year is the Easter candy, because the Cadbury mini eggs yeah, are like yeah. one of my all-time yeah. favorite forms of hard candy shell with chocolate yeah. inside.
2: They're all right. Not the cream eggs. I don't like those things are food. Foul. Peeps and all that stuff.
0: I'm not nah. into Peeps that. Are, marshmallows are gross. Oh, enjoyment. by the
2: way, I will give them a plug. So we, I, I ate a fantastic restaurant in Austin called Perry's. Are you getting paid for this? No, it was just re- it's yeah. one of those things where it's really good. So you okay. want to tell people about it. It's Is kind it? of expensive, but I've, I it, it, it wasn't even that expensive. Well, I mean, it's not cheap. Yeah. But it's not like crazy toast. No, it's not like French laundry. Uh, go to Perry's in, uh, in Austin and order the 20 ounce pork chop. It's fantastic. Was there bone in on that, or was that it was all bone meat? in? And they carve it at the table, fantastic. and they carve it into these different sections. And oh my god, it was so good. I had some good food last
1: week too. Oh yeah, you yeah, were on vacation I, last week. I was week on bro. vacation. I went to Portland. Of course you did. And Seattle. I was. Of course in, you uh, did. It's <laughs> not going to Mecca for you. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I binged on Portlandia and then went there, and I was like, oh, this feels very comfortable. And it was. It, and it, oh, I mean, were, I, and I mean Austin dorm? feels a lot like that. I think Austin and Portland are both. Austin, Austin was the uh, original Portland. Are both Portland. kind of Except competing I, I for like, bet, hits the capital of the world. I bet people in Austin aren't as nice as they are in Portland. No, people they're pretty in nice. People Portland are so nice. Like, are they? Unbelievably. I, I went to a told... hat shop. Of course I went to a hat shop. Did you, a did you put shop. a bird on it? I went to it. It was across the store where they put birds on it. Oh, okay. On Hawthorne. Right. and It was cool because I, I was like, oh, I could like see the, I would like stand across the street and there'd be a store for clogs and then clogs for kids. Oh, my And you could God. almost see the like the, the text in the bottom saying Southeast Burnside or something. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> go to the shop where they sell one dress. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm, oh, I would like a hat for. I would like a tiny hat. Do you have a tiny hat here? And then the girl's like, No. I'm like, Yeah, I want it for a, a taxidermy gopher. And she goes, Oh no, but here are three places you might be able to find it. Yeah. Did you buy a hat for Winston? I could not find a hat for Wednesday. Oh. But I went asking, looking for it. And then people were. Ser- I very was always pleasant. told
2: in Portland. I, thought I didn't think he was a gopher. I was told, just as a rule in Oregon in general, that when you're visiting there, you shouldn't tell people that you're from California. No. Because they're oh. not,
0: they don't like yes. people from California. They're trying to keep us out. I'm from Tennessee. So, so I've it's always not been told not to do that. You're from England. You're good. Yep. Norm's from California. He yep. sucks. Yeah. Should we talk about tech stuff at all? If we must. I mean, <laughs> well, we <laughs> talked about the Rift quite a bit That's and the true. X13. So Android stuff happened. whatever they call it. Andy X- Rubin, 3. Andy Rubin, you know, the guy who founded Android and then was bought by Google to make Android the OS of Google mm-hmm. and, and has run Android for the last five years at Google, is no longer in charge of Android at Google. Okay. He's
1: going on to do other secret projects. Within Google. Well, well, they, Within Google. They, they okay. didn't specifically say what he's doing. they, they on to other projects is what uh, Larry Page Larry said. Larry Page said he hoped
0: his next moonshot. He wanted his next moonshot.
1: Okay. So he he Android is mature enough that it doesn't need the guidance of I mean, Andy Rubin. That's one way to look at it. Well, and they another have, way to look at it is that uh, so many different parties within Google are so invested in Android now that they want maybe a little more control. Um, well, and there's, with, they, with the they I mean they
0: brought um, uh, Marcel what's his name and uh, Duarte from uh, Palm to control like UI stuff, and he was responsible for a lot of the honey post Honeycomb uh, UI changes. So I mean it it, it kind of makes sense. It's a more mature product. The that's other for, the other big else. thing.
1: Uh, that was in the Larry page note. Public note was that Android now has seven hundred and fifty million activations. That's a fucking lot of That's activations. Lot. I don't. I don't. I still don't understand activations
0: as a when metric. When they sell
1: a phone and and yeah. when you reinstall your phone, when no, you no, restore no, no, a phone. Uh, no. When they sell a phone and. When you log in yeah. and create an account. Yeah. Oh, that's an activation.
0: That's an acti- But is, does that say, count every time you restart? I see
2: Android. Boot. I see Android okay. a lot in the wild these days. I, and I, it's mo- I still think that the iPhone is the most ubiquitous single phone, but I see Android a lot and it's mostly S3s. I mean, the S3 well, is so obviously emerged as like about. the other yeah. big phone.
1: And that's what Samsung has done. And their, markets, their uh, advertising spend is bigger than Apple's. And everyone talked about how at the Oscars, Apple had ads that really fell flat, those movie ads. At the Oscars. Yeah, How to make your own movie? Ads. Yeah, and then oh, Samsung yeah, had like those. those. The, the Tim Burton one? Yeah, no, yeah, not the Tim Burton one. The Samsung, had the Tim Burton ones. And yeah. People actually. Oh, really you liked mean those. the Apple ones? Okay. Yeah, the Apple yeah. ones. People. Or thought Or like were lights, camera action? Yeah. yeah, I didn't love those. Yeah. Samsung
0: did the did the the unicorn yes. super the game yeah. unicorn game with thing. the kid, with the guy from Thirty Rock.
1: N- yes, to get the Josh from Thirty Rock. Josh from Thirty Rock. And yes. also, the, they have like a new mask. They have a Jared now, kind of the kid who, if you watch movies in the theater, like he's the guy who has AIDS. They have a, a, a spokesperson type. South Park joke, sorry. Uh, I
0: apologize. But if you, if, you watch,
1: if you go to movie theaters and you get the pre-trailer ads, there have been for the past maybe yeah, past year a GS3 ad where the guy like, talks to you. He's like the, the insider, mm-hmm. and he's in all these ads also. But basically Samsung's been spending a ton of money, and you're right. Samsung, Apparently they have a $5 billion a year advertising budget at Samsung. That's Worldwide. Ridiculous. Worldwide, but makes sense. Yeah. That's a $1, $1 per person. It, it most, is number one number selling most. phone. Most. The GS3 sells much more. Android overall sells more than uh, iOS does. Yeah, that's not surprising. Not surprising. Um, But the the thing that Samsung did right is that, unlike they did with the GS1 and GS2, where they had the Galaxy brand, but also tons of different phones across all different uh, providers, it's one phone now. Yeah, one phone to rule them all. And even though Samsung has Note and Note 2 and different Mm -hmm. sizes of those, those are the quote-unquote tablet brands of Samsung. In terms of phone, where the money still is on the contract, it is the gs three. What GS3. is what, well, soon, Samsung,
2: Samsung's muscle aside, yeah. and their five billion dollar marketing? I'm sure that's a big part of it. Beyond that, is there any particular reason why the S three has become the flagship? android phone as opposed to
1: anything from htc or any of the other phones that are out there well uh, uh, marketing is incredibly powerful Mar- marketing and missteps from the, the other companies yeah okay. so if you look at last year uh the gs3 was a refined version of the galaxy nexus which was late 2011 right um and gs3 delayed a little bit released last year and it was a really big phone first of all the screen was really good physically big. physically big yeah. and P- and people are finding out that big phones sell really well i gotta well.
2: say there was a guy on my flight that was sitting you know a, a, across the aisle and just ahead of me so i could kind of see what he was doing and he had a galaxy yesterday and he was watching videos on it like tv shows
0: it was it something his wife had beamed over to him
2: yeah well i didn't see any of that nonsense but i gotta say the big screen is very compelling for like watching video content yeah, stuff. yeah. it made, made my iphone screen
0: seem so
1: small really good 720p screen yeah good great screen. um Again, with the advertising, all that NFC bumping stuff that they've been really pushing out. Sexy in videos from your wife, but that do, do goes you think, a long way. Do you think way. that really moves the needle, that bumping stuff? Uh, advertising makes a huge difference on this kind but of stuff. But that in advertising and that in people saying, oh, that's different, that's innovative, uh, definitely does. Um, and then the fact that they they were pushed on in all the uh, the carriers heavily. Right. Right, um, so that was the default high-end Android So they brute
2: forced it a little bit, but they also made, bought, is by all accounts, a pretty good phone. Well, they, they, made, they, they made
0: good deals with the partners, with the carriers. Yeah. They, and they did a good job advertising and they yeah. made a good phone.
2: It is definitely looking like the, the, the reason why I think the iPhone, or just when you walk around on the street, always kind of seemed more dominant than Android, than the pie chart actually. The pie chart actually is much closer yeah,
0: 75, 25 probably right. at this point. Um,
2: but when you see an all the iPhones basically look the same, right? When you yeah. see an iPhone, you see an iPhone. When you see an Android phone, they come in all so many different shapes and sizes, you don't think to put them all together. But they are now starting to kind of coagulate into the 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 ubiquitous
1: shape
0: of the s3 four and a half inch four and a half inch phones basically yeah and they stand up because they are pretty
1: big yeah and then also the other android phones last year htc's two big htc one x and one s phones didn't do so well because there was no one phone for those those users and
2: samsung has been super aggressive with its marketing right they have really put their full weight behind it so
1: this year we have all the companies HTC has only one phone, uh, one flagship phone. And HGC it's called one. the HTC One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Samsung has their one phone, the Galaxy S4, which we don't know about yet because we're recording this before the GS4 I mean, was that's, announced. Yeah. That's very tomorrow. close. That's tomorrow, right? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, it's tomorrow. tomorrow morning. Okay. Um, so th- that will be their big phone for the year. And uh, Sony has their one phone, the, X- the Xperia Z. The Z because it's the end. That line. looks great. The design of that Reviews phone. Reviews have not been so good. So, okay. uh, for that phone. They say but it, but the, a very attractive looking yes, phone. Yeah, absolutely. It has the you know it goes in water and yeah yeah, um, and I think that's a smart move on all the phone manufacturers part. Um, like who cares about a- Android fragmentation? Device fr- Hardware fragmentation is what hurts people.
2: But I, re- I read a couple of things. I read a thing about the Galaxy S4 and how much money Samsung's going be- to be put behind. It. I mean, clearly they understand now they're in a very competitive position, like in the sense that they actually are now super competitive with Apple. Um, they're kind of neck and neck with Apple in terms of like the single phone that's the most popular. And they're clearly willing to bring all their resources to bear. In, yeah. you know, in order to ensure that they stay competitive, it's well. There was also
1: we can talk about market share, but there's also a couple of reports about usage, and we've heard, we heard this like we've heard this many times before. How people on Android phones maybe don't use overall as a whole across the entire spectrum of the 750 million people who own Android phones or right. phones sold, don't use their phones as much as people who do their iPhones in terms of downloading apps and watching videos and buying stuff, especially like Google Play versus the iOS store. iOS the App Store probably makes a lot more money than the Play Store, it, even though uh, even though the market is smaller. Yes, like, even the, though it, the market it, is smaller,
0: it's it's a it's an attach it's like a attach rate on console. It's they're selling more software into the iOS phones than they are into the. And into I'm, the Android I'm sure phones.
1: there are plenty of people with entry level Android phones who don't do many thing, more things than Facebook and Twitter. Right. right. Um, so there were video.
0: there were a couple of rumors yesterday about the Galaxy S4. I'm trying to find the the specific. Um, the specific story, I meant to put it in the links and I forgot. But basically, uh, one of the things that has been touted as a rumor is that the eye tracking for
1: the scrolling, not which not seems seen. dopey not, not, not going to happen in the US. Probably is, again, I don't think we should talk too much about it because by the time people listen to this, uh, that's that fair, stuff, fair we'll, Okay, we'll yeah, 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 it'll be out. And oh, the thing, so the thing this year is 1080p phones for Android, Xperia Z, uh, presumably Galaxy S4. I can probably likely say that HTC One. No surprise! They're all 1080p phones. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so it gives them better than uh, Apple pixel
1: density 400 DPI Uh, but from the reviews of those phones already out whether it's from the the Motorola and the um, the HTC and Xperia the battery life is not great it's just Average, right. And I think I would rather have a phone with great battery life and 720p than a phone with 1080p and average battery life. Because, I mean, can you really tell the difference uh, at that screen size um, you between can probably, 720 would,
0: and 1080? I would think you can probably tell it between 720 and 1080. I doubt you can tell the difference between, say, an... Uh, once you get above... A, it depends on the size of the screen, right? If you have a 4.3-inch phone that's a 720p screen, you're not going to be able to tell the difference. There are if, no, it's it, a 5.2, if it's a 4.7-inch phone with a 720p screen, more pixels is probably a good thing. I saw a very... But,
1: the video you're streaming and if you no, no, watch video it's going to be 720p low bitrate anyway Yeah, but i'm talking about in in web page rendering and stuff
0: like that and the benefit of going higher bi- higher resolution on android is that unlike apple where they do the bullshit pixel doubling thing to make all the all the text really crisp you actually get more screen real estate when you when you say look at a web page so you you can see the full web page and then tap in on the column so that i mean i i see benefit of going to I higher i got the resolution. more the
2: more the more i look at the s3 and phones like that the more i do like the slightly bigger, yeah, thing.
0: And, and I mean, frankly, at this point, Android is, is well beyond the shit just works test that I need for a phone. It's much more. It's it's getting much more compelling every day. The only thing that keeps me on iOS at this point is the is the kind of app situation.
2: I saw a very interesting uh, article Rush, on, a, on a on a on a smartphone blog about how the S3 was essentially designed by lawyers in the sense that the whole, re- the whole design philosophy of the S3 is basically to avoid getting sued by Apple. If nice. you look at the iPhone trade dress, mm-hmm. which explains a, a, a uniform rectangle device with uniformly rounded corners, and there's as much, Square, there's as much real estate on top of the screen as there is beyond, and blah, 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 and the app drawer, and all that kind of stuff, point by point, if you look at the, at the Galaxy S3 design, it's all carefully designed to not hit any of those. scores. <laughs> right around points. those things. That's, that's yeah. why it has the slightly kind of ovoid... Uh-huh. Shape it isn't uniformly rounded. There's more space at the bottom than there is at the top, and a lot of people will tell will tell you that's flat. why that's why the phone is kind of aesthetically unattractive because they, they had to avoid doing all the things that Apple did to make their phone look symmetrical and neat and tidy and nice. That's but why the, something
1: about the S3 looks slightly off. Have you seen the the HTC One from its front? it Has all the same characteristics as the yeah, Apple. but I don't. But I, I think Apple doesn't. Oh, they're I, small. I, they're I, small. Then 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 Apple's shitless the way that Samsung <laughs> yeah. are.
0: That's, that is true. Do we want to uh, talk about HTC more, or are we good? I mean, we talked about like, the state of Android. Google I.O. is coming up in two yeah, months. Uh, do you we recorded the, this on Wednesday. It sold out in
1: 49 minutes I know, this, I know that this
2: I know this is all going to be out date really quickly, but I am just curious. Do you think the S4 is going to be
1: a big upgrade or an incremental upgrade from the s I think S3. a big upgrade. I think they're all big upgrades.
0: Yeah, I mean, you posted something yesterday that I thought was really smart, Norm. It seems like Samsung's on the TikTok Kind of Intel CPU architecture increase now, but the but the S3 was
2: a, a big step up, right? So doesn't that make sense? That well, but four the 4 would be not the tick not as big? in
0: that case was the Galaxy Nexus, and uh, the S3 okay. was the
1: was the okay. talk.
0: All right, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll see.
1: I it, think, and the timing is all because everyone expects Apple to release phones in. August to s- September time frame or announce yeah. their phones. And so that's why all the Android phones are being announced early in the year. Right. Just get well, this back. is the time that Android phones are usually uh, have been traditionally announced too. So announced starting at you know Mobile World, World Congress and CTI and then, and, and, and being released in April summer ish. Um, it's gonna be tough. I mean if Apple comes out with just a 5S this year. Uh, I think a lot of people I mean I'm sure it'll still sell well because people are still buying iPhones but a lot of people will s- come out and say and dismiss it as ju- uh nothing special. Yeah, I think I think
2: especially now with all the competition from Samsung
1: people are expecting them to do something big. Well I mean think they, I
2: think just another S like uh we boot because well, for the 5S they're talking about what? Uh thumbprint sc- security I don't think that's and NFC, but neither of those sound that exciting.
0: I think the big change in this in this release is going to be OS. I mean, I think that at this point, if you were working on iOS for, for Apple... iOS 7? S stands then for 7? Johnny Ive has been wearing your As- ass
2: out. Especially on the S bump, it's often the free OS upgrade that's more interesting than the new handset. So right. especially, again, if we're talking about like Forrest All Out and, uh, and Johnny that- Ive in, it would be nice to see like a real... I, I, that, I personally have no real problems. I find it very easy to use, but it, it, it's at a point where, you know, a, a really big refresh would probably be welcome.
1: And you know what? Th- that is, that's the thing with both Android, even lesser than of Android now, but Apple and Android, we're at a point where we're very happy with our phones. Like,
2: it's what? harder and harder to imagine what the next big thing is in phones, right? Because at this well, point, we're just, kinda, we're just kind of iterating
0: and fine-tuning. It has matured much more quickly than anybody anticipated. I think the yeah, next it, big thing is... It grew very is, quickly, so that's why it matured quickly. Yeah, is the stuff that connects to it. Yeah, right. The watches and the glasses and
1: all that—all the silly stuff. Yeah, are you on board with Google Glass? I don't think we've talked to you about. I haven't that. tried
0: it. I mean, it
2: may—you know—maybe it's a uh, one of those things where you put it on, you go, "Oh, wow!" But I don't know. I mean, I'm already hearing about it getting banned in a lot of places because it's just there's it's banned in the one the, bar the, the, that the,
1: wanted the publicity. But the, it. but the
2: creepy applications for it are—you know—you can see Guys, how it would be free. I'm
0: going to ban it right now. It's banned from the tested office. I've banned it as
2: well. See now, multiple places have banned it already. Right. That's a new want, story,
0: right? New York Times, get on it. Yeah. Um Let's talk about uh, Mars.
2: Oh, by the way, before we forget, I don't know if you have it on your list, but do you want to talk about Micah's um, little internet uh, it's, it's on our, it's on moment our in fame? Yeah. Okay, good. We should we should get definitely. to that because it's, cool. yes. it's, it's, it's cool that we know that. The guy.
1: most inspiring story this
0: week. Yeah, definitely. Yes. It's great. It's the ne- it's, it's, we'll get there. It's it's two down the list. Okay. Um, Curiosity. Uh, half of Curiosity's computers had had like a fault and were restarting and going through a whole process. But right now, before that happened, right, yes. Mars, right. Mars could have supported life. Absolutely. Mars had conditions that once would have been conducive for life.
2: But again, this is not really how like great science fiction movies start, is it? Like, <laughs> it's like, uh, we've determined that Mars once in the distant past may possibly oh. have had the conditions now, to support life. Now, if you imagine life, Q. Like, that's not like a Q big deal.
1: sending Picard back to Mars and stepping in the goo. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. See, Nothing's that's, happening. <laughs> it's foot goo. That's, that's, that's you right there. And the big wormhole above the... the
2: so that's good, but it's not.
1: It's not. It's not, not earth-shaking. No, uh, the
0: Lake Vostok stuff in Antarctica is kind of neat. Although they're back and forth again on that. So you know the story on this, right? No, it's a um, uh, uh, ice lake that has been uh, s- separated from the world for something like what three million years or something like that. It's a massive amount of time. Forms of life
1: that previously did not we did not know about.
0: Uh, new, yeah. So much like the kind of stuff that they found at, say, sulfur vents at the bottom of the ocean in very hostile environments. They found new forms of life that maybe, but maybe they were stuff that we previously imagined. It's unclear. The Russians are, are taking more samples. It seems like so they
1: could be like woolly mammoths under there. No, no, no. It's uh, all
0: bacteria. Uh,
1: yeah, okay. that, and that's the. I mean, that's exciting for sure. Because, but. Like, from a, from a grand perspective, it's like, you know the, oh, it's, it's You know, we haven't
2: said, oh, science is even it's more It's a amazing. savage land This norm. is actually even more, the truth is c- crazier than fiction. It's not really. Until dinosaurs start coming out of the ice and, like, running around Los Angeles, it's not as interesting Guys, as science they, fiction. they found
0: a predator temple that when you put a human sacrifice down there, alien eggs hatch and xenomorphs are formed, and then the predators have to go yeah, and fight them. I think so far I think so rite rite science passage.
2: fiction is still more
0: interesting. <laughs> also, Colorado is going to get fucked up somehow in the sequel. I don't know how that worked. Right. Um, Colorado. We, yeah, the, didn't the sequel happen in a city in Colorado or something? I saw that's some good Sci-Fi Channel original movies in my hotel room. Oof, that's
2: a. I saw one called grim, ice, I saw one called Ice Twisters. Statement.
0: Ice, was, I, uh, saw, on, I saw. I saw. On. you say the title, and we guess what it's about. All right. Is I, it the I saw f- one called Ice Twisters. So it's about uh, uh, tornadoes that blow chunks of ice at you, and you like you get the flesh flayed from your body.
2: Kinda, yeah. Basically, what happened was there was a government program to try and create clouds in areas where there was no Perfect. moisture. They were trying okay. to like bring rain um, to arid areas. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's already more thought than I, I, I could. But believe. they, but they had created. yeah, they, had, they had spun up these,
2: t- these tornadoes, these twisters that actually exactly. had like, you get that? like yeah. ice yeah. shards in them. So they would like you know chop you to pieces yeah. when they came through. What well, yeah. could possibly
0: go wrong with yeah. fucking ice, with the weather? Ice twisters. This is science. Okay, give me the another thing,
2: one. The thing I like about science fiction movies and uh, sci- 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 sci-fi movies is that you know exactly what you're getting. Yeah, like the, it's pretty much there in the title. It's, it's pop fiction of our
0: time. It's I mean, I mean, I haven't seen time, it yet, but I think the, the most movie.
2: perfect one is, and again, you can guess the movie is one they have coming up called Sharknado.
0: It's a tornado filled
2: with sharks. Yes, that's exactly one what shark it is. Or many sharks. There I has think to be multi- many. multiple sharks.
0: Yeah, one shark One does shark a
2: doth not a Sharknado make.
0: Yeah, you it's need like, multiple sharks. It's like a piranha movie that features one piranha. So not wait, wait. very scary. Here's, <laughs> here's, the,
1: here's the chicken egg question: Which came first, the tornado or the shark? Shark. Well, I don't know. I think you'd the have to sharks watch The sharks work together and Genetically spin up. engineered sharks. So like I saw. As a, as a Anyone anyway, immobilized? So, I don't know. I,
2: you'd, have, you'd have to see Sharknado. <laughs> okay, what else did you <laughs> say? Uh, so I saw Ice Twisters. And again, that's pretty, pretty easy to figure it. out. I Yep. I saw one. This one's maybe not as easy. I saw one called Ice Road Terror.
0: Uh, terror or Terra? Terror. Huh. So it's uh, a. Let's see. Uh, uh, let me. Some sort of. What, what a cryptozoological monster that is on a road between Vancouver and Fairbanks?
2: So kind of basically there were these, so you know ice road truckers right? Yeah. So out in Alaska they had some kind of mine out there like a mineral mine whatever it was that they yep. that they get
0: they dug too deep and found the ball <laughs> rock.
2: and then they have to drive on these ice roads to get that stuff back to yeah. civilization from like out in the middle of Alaska where they're mining it and I guess they were doing some kind of mining some fracking kind of thing like deep dynamite down in the earth to like get these minerals up and they released. What, look, what basically looked like a big Komodo dragon just came out and so started, 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 fire, started eating basically. people. It but it was just on one. A Komodo dragon. It was one bad CGI monster that came out of the ground and started eating people out in the woods. A did
1: monster dish. Yeah,
2: and that was Ice Road Terror. Sounds great. Uh, I saw one called Blood Monkey. Uh,
1: uh, monkey. Wow, that sounds like um, a... going to do this one? Blood Monkey sounds like uh, diseases. It sounds like... Oh, like uh, Outbreak? Because that came... That was like blood from Monkey. You know, that um, Monkey was Marcel from Friends in I Outbreak. Did not, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, so that's a lot of range. Uh, yeah. Testing on monkeys and monkeys uh, develop a taste for human flesh.
2: So so weird to see him in a sci-fi movie because he's like a legit actor. F. Murray Abraham <laughs> really? played this cl- crazy scientist. Who's F. Murray Abraham? Uh, he played Salieri in Amadeus. That's probably what you'd know him best oh. as. Okay. Uh, he's been in a lot of movies. I'm trying to think of like a shitty movie that you would have seen him in. <laughs> yeah <Okay>. uh, <laughs> He's, he's been he's been <laughs> you're in, a, in rare form today, <laughs> He's been in, he's been in a few like clack, crappy Hollywood movies. Uh, he was the professor in Finding Forrester. That uh, he's the English professor. Okay, all right. All what right. else? Is, I'm trying to think of like a like an action movie that he. Uh,
0: according to IMDb, he was one of the Fruit of the Loom guys. that was dressed up as a fruit in early Fruit of the Loom oh, commercials. Oh, well, I think it's his been career been went. Yeah,
2: all right. You know, you've seen you've he was, seen he was on Sorry, Homeland. Okay, yes. well, he's Salieri. That's okay. what you would know. That's his okay. most famous So what
1: w- was he in the So
2: film? in this, he played like a crazy scientist who I guess had been like genetically engineering monkeys to become, sure. use them as soldiers yes. or whatever, one of those kind of Excellent. fucked up programs they always have On in the movies. track so far? And they, it was kind of like Congo. They had gone out into the jungle, I guess, I to that. track down these monkeys that had escaped. Uh, but the monkeys were now like, they'd become super intelligent. They were setting traps. So it's the secret of Nim? No, it's the Apes. of the Apes. It was, like, it was a bit of Rise of the Planet of the Apes meets Congo, kind of. Okay. With, with uh, On a low budget. they shot in Vancouver, in the forest. They ra- yeah, they, shot the, they run around the, the forest a lot. <laughs> and and it, this one I was able to follow less because I only kind of caught bits and pieces of it, but that was the basic idea.
1: All right. I don't know how we got here. Yeah,
2: uh, I saw one called Flying Monkeys, uh, which my, my, I think had been timed. You know how like, they was <laughs> time these things to come out with the movies that are in theaters? Yeah, yeah of, of Oz, course. Yeah. So like Wizard of Oz is out right now, so yeah. they bring out Flying Monkeys.
0: Makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah. I don't think there are Flying Monkeys in this Wizard of Oz. Yeah, they are. No, it's, yeah. This really? Sure There's a talking one, too. Oh, I like talking about His personality. That little robot lady is scary. Yeah. So those were the, the. And I
2: saw another one called. There was another one where they had to blow the moon up. They they oh, it was yeah. kind of like Armageddon but on the moon. And the moon, I guess, was going to. Cr- oh, th- the moon was fucking up the Earth's magnetic
1: field. No, without the moon, our magnetic fields or tides. And well, stuff something bad was
2: happening, up. and so they had to blow up the moon. They you had to go. To, the they moon. had to go to the moon and drop like a nuke down into a fissure and, and blow up the moon. Wow. Uh,
0: yeah. He played. Uh, um Ruafo in Star Trek Insurrection.
2: Oh ah. Yeah, the guy that was always stretching his skin out. Yeah. So now Norman, now, now, now I, I told you. Now I knew I, totally I could get it. Immediately. I knew I could go face. down far there enough. Go. Yeah.
0: Finally, we're back. Um, life on Mars. Yeah, life on Mars. I think we've 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 gotten as far as we're gonna get with well, that
1: Well, no life. Conditions for life on ancient Mars. Sulfur. So neutral basically pH, not acidic, total stream. Re- total recall is true. It just needs Arnold to go up and put make his hand
0: in the right shape for the hole, for the hand hole. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about Micah. I assume this is the Micah. I didn't know this was the Micah story. Yeah. The Donkey Kong. He's, thing. he's the Donkey Kong dad. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm sorry, that makes the story makes me the story made me happy before, but now it makes it's me a, super. Like, duper I mean, it's happy.
2: one of those stories where like you pitch it to any news editor and they're going to say yeah let's run that story because it's a great it was on the today great, show it was on the today show it was on NP, he was on all things considered he was on yeah. npr t- uh, this week we should get him to talk, uh, talk about a, it with he, us. he did an ama on reddit yeah we should have him as a guest next week i'm sure he that's does a to great idea um so f- for anyone who's been asleep under a rock for the last week because i think you would have had to have been to not see this story uh our mutual friend uh, mike Micah, who uh is a has, has been a video game developer stroke programmer for many years um, and a
0: collector, like he has one of the, uh, he, he, has has amazing one of the he has one of the
2: great, uh, one of the great um, video game archives. Yeah. All the old systems, all the old games, all kinds of Japanese oddities and alternate versions. And I, I
0: think when Jeff went over there and saw his collection, he was impressed. I mean, impressed. It's, it's, an, it's,
2: an al- it's an Aladdin's cave. Yeah. It's yeah. like you try to trick, you say like, well, I bet you don't have the Magnavox Odyssey. He goes, well, which I have the original prototype, <laughs> I got the Japanese. I got the one that was only released in Albania for like two yeah. weeks. Is this like, the
1: one in like a secret
2: compartment? Yeah, he's, nah. he, we, they call it the Gimp Room, because you go down, down a, a trapdoor, yeah. yeah. down a ladder into this, this Aladdin's cave of just awesomeness. Okay. I wanted to do a documentary
0: about it. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I've been would thinking about know? doing it. I'd contribute to, to the the Kickstarter. Video. Keep meaning
2: to do it, and then yeah. I never find the time. But I, wanted, I would love to do it, like, a 30 minutes. You know what it looks like? You've seen James Rolfe's room, right? The Angry Video Game Nerd. Yeah. That that massive basement. It looks like that, only better. What we should do is go shoot
0: shoot a series. You go sh- shoot th- there. You should go there and then use that to do now, a Kickstarter to fund a documentary.
2: Th- and this is the perfect time to do it because he has all this notoriety. Yeah. You should go to Micah's house and do a doc and do a little shoot around here. Hook his it gameplay. up, Gary. He would. Lo- I'm sure he'd love that. Yeah. He's always. I've had an open invite to do it for a while, but you guys actually have like we have stuff. We have, stuff we, we you have we Joey have the and like real yeah. editing facilities. You could make a good version. of all it. Oh, we need is Joey. You should go there. Yeah. So anyway, so basically, Micah, he's got. Um, uh, kids, including this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful young daughter of his and she was playing Donkey Kong and I guess she asked her dad as young kids, Young kids often ask questions. They have no reason to know why something can't be the way it is. Mine
1: just poops
0: and screams.
2: Uh, she'll get there.
1: Okay. but I, uh, I think it was explained that he uh, asked because in playing Mario 2 you yeah. could yeah. play as princess. Right.
0: Yeah, so she was playing Super Mario Bros. She Brothers said, "Why too.
1: can't I play as the
2: princess and rescue Mario?"
1: Well, it's not the princess; it's Priscilla. That,
2: that is the douchebag answer.
1: Yeah, uh, because she's not a princess. It's Pauline. It's Pauline. Pauline, sorry. No, um,
2: so. and uh, he said, uh, "Again, it's one of those questions where, like, yeah, shit. I have no good answer. I don't yeah. know how to t- <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. To you. Uh, just because in video games, male men are the heroes, women need to be rescued. That's a terrible thing. You don't want to tell your daughter that." No. So uh, Micah, who has some. Uh, Considerable skill as a programmer and a hacker uh, took the Donkey Kong ROM and went in and fucking reprogrammed it. <laughs> so you uh, downloaded
1: it, it's open software that dismodders yeah. use, uh, Taliair Pro, and yeah. you can if you have the ROMs for NES games, and there Pro works for Genesis and NES and all that stuff. If you have the, the ROMs, which you should acquire legally. You yeah. can extract the. But again, Micah
2: is one of these guys that actually has all the like the yeah. original. He has ROMs. the complete run
0: of NES. None the emulated shit. He yeah. actually
2: has the original exactly. hardware, the original the PCBs. Yeah. Um. And so he took it and he plugged it into. I don't know how he did it. He did he burn
0: it back onto the ROM so it played
2: no, on it's the NES? Did he play on an emulator? Okay, Our emulator. Yeah. yeah. So but he plugged it into some shit and did some magic. Like this is as technical as it's gonna <laughs> I get. Know.
1: I'll go into a little more detail. You might. You so might know a bit more. Yeah. When when you extract the files. Uh, what he found was... So that, was that an arcade ROM that he had? Or like an it no, an, it's, 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 an, it's, N- an, it's NES So he had, a, he had an, NES was, an NES ROM. It was an NES ROM for Donkey Kong. And if you take out Mario, what he found was that Mario was split up into a bunch of grids. So it wasn't just like one Mario sprite. Mm-hmm. And basically, he had to create all the animations by hand again. Right. So And, and also resize the character. Because yeah. the the girl Mario, Pauline, is taller than Mario. And so he created a new Pauline that would be the size of Mario. Swap colors out create animation because it's not just walking side to side it's climbing the ladders you know Mario had to have new animations so when using the hammer to, to to take you know to him up to the next level all that stuff death yeah everything um, to be a very convincing simulation the youtube it looks video great it. so amazing. yeah so he
2: put a youtube video up and uh, showed people what he had done and created a little facebook development diary i mean he did the whole thing in, like 6 hours it was a very quick project yeah overnight um, yeah and did a great job on it and again because it's donkey kong and because it was just a nice thing to do. It just had a, hu- a good human interest. The internet just lapped it up. Like, yeah. it, it went viral very, very quickly. And to the point where it was getting picked up by legitimate news outlets. He was interviewed on uh, you know, local ABC7 News and NPR. And who did you, who did you say? I it was, was on the Today it? Show. It was on the Today Show.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, of course, when you see it there, then they say, uh, uh, nerd dad who's into video games, blah, 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 right. collector of video games. Right. But yeah, we'll, we'll have to track him down. It's funny, internet. isn't it? That because be the mainstream
2: the approach was like kind of hit. This is, the NPR piece was actually very affectionately done. I thought it was nice. Uh, but yeah, on the outside, it's like, oh, nerd dad does this for his daughter. In the internet world, like the nerd world, it was
0: just hero, hero dad. Yeah. yeah this, is just the, this is just the coolest dad ever. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, it was a great thing to do. Made, made me feel super inactive. And it was a, a very, like
2: very, very news-friendly story. You could see like, why this kind of caught fire the way it did. I asked Mikey yesterday. I, was, I went into his AMA, and I said, which other... Uh, what other games do you next think, game? What, what would you do next and he said he would love to do Karataka or Karataka depending on the how original you know. ones yeah yeah
0: I, I, well I don't want to talk about so that so I either.
2: tagged Jordan Mechner in his post and we'll see if maybe, maybe Jordan would be willing to like hand over some source code or something and help him do it
0: oh cool that's, that's, but it would be great to see
2: I would love to see like a compilation pack of like Princess of Persia and like a whole all the games but, jo- but gender reverse that would be a, yeah. a, again there's a, maybe
0: a, a cool little project Tomb there. Raider uh, yeah Larry Croft yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can go
2: both ways right, <laughs> right. Men's rights
0: right. I, And I guess you can have Leisure Suit Larry Leisure Suit Laura
2: I thought it was funny that he, yeah, Somebody idea. pointed out it was funny That he ended the up worst. doing an AMA on Reddit Which is uh, quite often uh, one of the most misogynistic places on the internet. Well, did
0: you see the thing a few weeks ago where Shatner discovered Reddit and then also tried to make Reddit a, a decent <laughs> a nice place, place on the internet? And I supported, the him, I supported him,
2: but again, I mean, you, you really are like... You're um, swimming upstream, man. Well, what's the, what's the guy that tried to turn back the tide?
0: Uh, Richard the Canoe, King Canoe. Oh, okay.
2: Although he did it to prove that there are... Bound, he, well, he didn't actually think he had so much kingly power that he could go turn back the tide. He did it to demonstrate to his followers, to his subjects... That even King, there are things that even kings cannot do. He failed. He
0: knew he would fail.
1: Well, that's I'm, a terrible message. Superman who turned back time and just, just yeah. save Lois Lane? Yeah, yeah well, I, don't, I don't approve of that either. Um,
0: Coriolis effect would be all jacked up if we yeah. started the Earth space. But anyway,
2: so Mike Mike's now become uh, internet famous and probably won't be returning my calls anymore. But you should again, especially now that you've got this Donkey Kong hook that he's actually kind of famous. Yeah. Uh, You should capitalize on that and go and do a a Gimp Room uh, expose. I think we should just yeah.
0: It's like MTV Cribs, but for geeks. I mean, it's pretty great. Like I said, let's do a let's do a short bit and then Kickstarter a documentary. I think it's it's a great idea. Absolutely. Um, We talked about the piston already. I'm not going to get into that anymore. Uh, MakerBot digitizer, Brie Pettis announced at at, uh, at South by. So there's there there are literally a ton of kind of open source hacky projects that let you create a 3D model from pictures or lasers or um, taking a, taking like one two three D capture I think is what it's called is an Autodesk piece of software that I think you run on your phone. Or you can import pictures from from like a real camera or whatever, and it lets you take a whole bunch of pictures from all sides of a model of a of an object and then create a 3D measurement. It. it works. It works as well as, as um, if you take the time to do it right, it works pretty well. If you kind of just stand there with a bunch of, and, and shoot by hand, then it's not gonna be great. Um, there's also some Kinect software that you can use and like wave the Kinect around. Um, I've had demos of that done. I mean, I think we've all probably had head had scans of done with the Kinect at this point. Um, and you've even seen some stuff like that in like EA games where you stand in front of the webcam and you give it the two pictures, and it maps your head on the yeah, on and the you mesh. and you
2: come out looking like a burn victim, horrible monster, <laughs> yeah, just a, hor- a horrendous time. horror nightmare
0: funhouse mirror version of yourself. So at at South by uh, MakerBot announced that they're working on the digitizer, which is basically a three D scanner that they say is going to turn three D printers into a copying machine for things.
1: It's it's basically the same technology: lasers and photos, size yeah, of a bread box on a on a record turntable, basically.
0: Um, I mean, the promise is is interesting. It is a thing that if like it is a hard thing to accomplish. What they're saying they can, they're they're going to try to do. So we'll see. We'll keep we'll keep informed on that. Um, uh, yesterday or Tuesday, I guess. Now, Google Chrome. There was a leaked Chrome video on YouTube. That um, uh, sorry, a, a leaked Google Now video on YouTube that showed. The iOS version of Google Now. Google Now is the is the smart card thing where, where it says... Yeah, I like Google Now. Google Now is great. So, a, though,
2: so there's an iOS version in development? Very word
0: on the street.
1: Coming out very soon. Yeah. Um, and likely also a version that will work with Chrome on your desktop or Chromebook. That's the one I want more. Because uh, as much as I love Google Search on iOS, is the fact that it's not natively integrated into the, my phone... I mean, it's okay. I open the app and I search, but I don't want to, have to open an app and then you know, have Google Now. Google Now should be passive. It should give me notifications. And right. on desktop in the corner of my browser, which I have open all day, I could, would love to see pop-ups. Oh, I recently searched this thing. Oh, here's how long it'll take for me to get there if I wanted to go. Right? So I
0: jailbroke my iPad uh, a few weeks ago when the, when the jailbreak came out and did just like two things to it. Basically, I turned on the high-speed JavaScript engine for Chrome and, and all third-party browser apps. Uh, and i set google chrome to be the default browser but the other thing that i looked at doing and haven't done yet is you can there's actually a hack that lets you set the google app voice search to replace siri which is oh which well is, that,
2: that i would be interested
0: well so I looked at it, and there's some pros and cons. So the pro is that you can use real voice, and it works really well, and it doesn't suck like Siri does. Mm-hmm. The con is that you lose the ability to like dial with your voice and stuff like well, that. Well, yeah, that's the thing. The, the, the big problem is not baked, it's not baked.
2: It's not baked into the OS the way yeah. that Siri, Siri has its fingers in all aspects right. of the phone. So,
0: so with the with this, you can set the button to mash, and it'll, and then you have to just tap the button, I think, to dial. Okay, which is a little bit weird. But anyway, it's it's like there are workarounds for that stuff, and it's it's not. It is not impossible to get what you want. Um, is it worth it? Ha- uh, jailbreaking? Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't hesitate to do it on an iPad. I, I'm still a little reticent to do it on my phone. Because I, I, my phone is much more vital. To, share that experience. to the, what, what, I'm, Well, there's nothing really to share. It's like the browser is faster, pretty much is it.
1: How much faster? Is it? Um, recommended? It's
0: the, it's the same. Uh, if you did not notice a difference in performance between Chrome and Safari... Uh, which is, I think, about a forty percent improvement in JavaScript-heavy stuff. So, like the Gmail page, the the desktop Gmail page, is much much faster now. Aside from that, you kind of don't notice. The big change is the default is that when I click on a link in uh, mail, it opens in Chrome now. That's the that's the. I think I think that's something people would love to know about. Oh, it's okay, easy enough.
1: Um, uh, rat hackers. I don't. I did not see this story. Normally. Oh, there's a big story on Ars Technica. It's not. It's not like super new, but it was terrifying nonetheless.
0: How? How? Um, uh, rats are scary. I saw one when I walked at the car the other day by uh, the train rats yard.
1: Rats are remote access tools. Wait, what? Uh, people who ha- are on hacker forums uh, who use tools specifically designed to get access to other people's computer through malware, um, and there apparently are entire communities of people who. Uh, Try to infect other people with spyware and malware so that they can access their webcams. Wow, and that's spy not, that's not, and spy on women, basically. Yeah. Wow. And okay. the creepiest thing is that um, in many of these forms, that, that behavior is reinforced by the community culture. Yeah. And they trade what they call slaves with each other, like access to people.
0: So, to, like, if there's a particularly attractive girl, then they trade that around like it's. That is really, that's really gross. Yes, yeah. for I don't money. Like that. Um, wow,
1: and there are even things and uh, where they like they of, of course post pictures which is inappropriate and illegal, um, in some cases. I'm going to go uh, put tape over my. I was going to say
2: like it would actually I would sell like a little plastic. flap I or pe- like I a little
1: flip. Because the thing is, if you're going to hack it, you're also going to hack it so the light doesn't come on, right? But so you never know. Oh, they really? They can't. So that's the thing where they can't do. Oh, and really? They can't they, do they that. They call that the holy grail of. Of rat hacking. There's got to be a way to, to do that. Nope, they can't. What they can do... It's they can, usually like, if the sensor is energized, the light comes on. Uh, they can open, you know, they can tap into your files and go to system directories. Um, what they will try to do is use remote administration tools to, uh, to check which model computer you have, because they know certain computers do not have the light. Right. But, and,
2: and clearly, most of the time, it's possible to not even notice the light is on.
0: Yeah. I don't know, the light on my webcam is really bright. That again, it depen- is really... It,
2: it, 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 again, it depends on the cell. It's, it just was one it's one of absolutely the terrifying.
1: It's disgusting. And yeah. sickening things. Yeah, I've well, read so, like so the, the good one, news is, what? there's an easy $2 solution to this problem. Not for the microphone.
0: Yeah, I'm less concerned because about that. But saying. you're still getting a sound feed. That's true. You're still being spied on.
1: The solution is to run anti-malware software and to protect yourself. Yeah, but most people aren't going to do that.
0: Yeah, realistically, the solution is just to turn off the internet. Guys, go home. It's all just over. unplug. Yeah, turn off. I, I have a friend who, at the, when he does, when he's not using the computer, he literally has the router on and the cable modem on a power. You know, strip. it's funny
2: how there is almost this backlash against connectivity, especially with everything that's been happening with SimCity, um, and you know the Sony leaning so hard into the social features of the PlayStation Four that some people, like Grognards have been kind of saying, like, I, would, I, I want a system or a console where it's, l- it's just not plugged in. I would just want to play single-player games, not have to worry about internet connectivity. I don't want to share my shit. I just want to fucking play games. There is almost this kind of regret. People, people now want to regress now, away from being connected we've, all we've, the
0: time. The genie's out of the bottle, kids. It's too late. Uh, let's, uh, let Thanks, me play GameStop. the music. Let me play the music, and we'll talk about what we've been testing, because that wait, wait, fits right Do want to talk
1: about uh, Durango?
0: Oh, shit, I skipped Durango rumors. Yeah, we should talk about Durango. Well, it's actually a good segue. Talk, we, we haven't talked about Sony. We, well, Norm and I have talked about Sony. We, we haven't talked about Sony with you, Gary, and I'm interested to see what you think. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that actually tells you how long it's been since I've here because I haven't been on since the PS4 reveal, right? Uh, no, you have not that I'm aware of. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I've thought about the PS4 a ton uh, since, since then, and it seems like... Okay, so it seems like there's a couple of ways... The important thing when you launch a new console is that you get enough consoles in the market that people have paid for that the, that the game that it is an attractive platform for publishers to develop games on for because if if you don't have a few million people buy that console within a relatively short period of time then Ubisoft and EA and Activision aren't going to spend millions of dollars bringing their games to your platform, right? Fair assessment?
1: Yeah, and those people
0: need to be buying games too. Right. So then there's so then the traditional the t- traditional strategy for that to happen has been to come out and say look our hardware is really amazing we have this console exclusive so you should buy sony microsoft nintendo sega whoever the platform holder is you should buy our console instead of the other right right so so Microsoft says, "Well, the 360 has online connectivity. We have a feature that somebody else doesn't have." Sony says, "Our hardware is more powerful." Uh, blah blah blah. Microsoft blu player. Right, exactly. With this generation, that's that's kind of changing. Uh, so then, the other side of this is that if you're the console manufacturer, the better best thing for you to do is to make the least capable, least expensive piece of hardware that generates enough initial sales for people to develop hardware for, uh, develop games for. Right, because okay. you don't want to. It doesn't do you any good at all to get fifty percent market share if you have the expensive machine, the expensive to build machine, when you could have the cheap to build machine and get the same fifty percent and sell the same number of third-party games. Theoretically, in theory, which is what Microsoft did this last year. I mean, essentially, Microsoft had a less capable piece of hardware, right, and managed to and win. And I think despite that's probably that.
2: the whole philosophy behind the uh, Android console, right? I don't know. Uh, how you pronou- I don't know. How you pronounce it. Ouyah. Ouyah. is it Ouya or AoYa? I it's don't know. yeah like the that, say,
0: it's like just get it cheap, get it in everyone's house. Yeah, got a big install base because it costs nothing. Play Max Pain. Yeah, um, so Sony is very clearly going after the hardcore gamer. Like that, that press conference is here is a thing for people who like to play video games in their living room. Well,
2: it's interesting. They may they may still have many other features to show, but they definitely led with this. Is why core gamers will like this. It's yes. very powerful, and it's also very connected, so sh- shareable, social.
0: So then the rumors for the Microsoft <laughs> console are a little different. I mean, Microsoft's been leaning heavily into services for the last two years, mm-hmm. three years at this mm-hmm. point, probably more than that if I think back on it. And And they're looking at things like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and HBO Go and NBC apps and all these apps and kind of media experiences to enhance your living room experience rather than just have a thing in the living room that you can play games on like it was telling to me that so have didn't talk about Netflix for, they've been moving towards that for some time well, I mean time. that was always their goal
2: the holy grail of the living the one living room box that does it all that but they've all been moving in that direction but i think mostly led by microsoft
0: Well, because the thing microsoft has always has been pitching for 10 years is three screens pc phone tv right, right. they believe in a three screen it turns out maybe the tablet is the third screen so, uh, the, but maybe that's the laptop instead we don't really know yet um it it seems really clear that they're not going to push a core gamer experience at Microsoft. Um, again, I
2: don't know what they're gonna what they're gonna push, but I think that if the rumors are true and what people are speculating about the next Xbox is going to be are true, that Microsoft so far I think is going to have more to offer. I think I don't think the, the core games are going to go away. There's still there's gonna be there'll be another generation of Halo and Gears of War and Fables and all their key franchises will be there, mm-hmm. but it will also do lots and lots of other things that are not game-related, but are all the more reasons why you would want to have this thing in your living room.
0: For example? TV. Like like
2: So, apps? My, so Michael Pachter the uh, analyst from Wedbush, who's one of the guys that analyzes the, the tech business and the video game business for a living.
0: And, and in fairness, bats about 50% most of the he time. He
2: sometimes get things, gets things wrong. Like, for example, when he said The Walking Dead has no chance of winning a Game of the Year award right before we won <laughs> 80 of them. Did you get a BAFTA too? Uh, we got two BAFTAs. Oh, wow. wow. the BAFTA is the English Oscar, right? It's the British, yes. Very the the equivalent of a Brit, of an Oscar. Uh, congratulations, Gary. Yeah, thank nice you. Job. And we won for best story, which you know is very nice to win. What was your and what
0: was your job on that again?
2: I was story consultant. Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, uh. so it actually gets things wrong, but yeah. he also gets gets a lot of things right, and he's paid to do this to, th- to prognosticate about the future of the, the business. Yeah. And he gave a presentation at South by Southwest where he said, "Here's what I think the next generation Xbox will be." And he went into a lot of detail. And he said, this is why I think it will dominate the next generation. Um, the key fact, again, yes, it'll be more powerful, more powerful processor. It'll probably be you know, similar to, if not superior to the, the, the Sony PlayStation in terms of the computing hardware. But the key is, as you say, services and user experience. And so
0: Skype, right, And that's something Microsoft has hung their hat on since the Halo 2 launch, basically. So
2: Pacta's theory is the two big, in, the two big killer features will be uh, fully baked in Skype integration. So a next like, genera- a next generation connect with greater fidelity. You're watching TV, playing a game. You have a Skype call coming in. Here's grandma, whatever. Bye. Vo- everything's voice activate. The call goes away. Game, game or TV show comes back. Everything. That's all there. So
0: instead of so the reason so this this Skype integration is more interesting because it's predicated on the idea that you're watching. You're using this as the primary way to, to watch stuff in your living room. Yes. Because then it's always on, and you don't have to switch over, right. and you don't have to get a text right. first that right. says, hey, turn on the Xbox, or hey, go, go to the Apple TV or whatever. Right. Okay. And
2: then the other big feature that uh, that uh, Pacta was theorizing about was uh, a baked-in TV tuner. So you will plug, you will throw away your coaxial cable, you'll plug an Ethernet cable in, and you'll get all your live TV, your program guide, all that kind of stuff will now come through the Xbox Live ecosystem and, and, a, and a service provider... That you know well, they would be partnered with, and you would be a customer for.
0: So you kind of have that now, though, because you can get on-demand stuff from Comcast and a lot of other cable. Yes, yeah, right? right. the, the full suite. Well, of, yeah. the
2: full suite of live programs. And
0: you're talking about live channels that right. do, you. But so you no can so you can blogger. be
2: watching you can be watching live TV and still get your Skype calls come through. You can still get your friend requests, friend notifications. Everything will be integrated.
0: Well, and, and I mean, as somebody who's never really had a Comcast box, at least not in the last ten years, I, I can see the value of this because I mean, I'd much rather use the TiVo, a, a third party developed thing that's designed to be good, right. than the you shitty would we'll the TiVo and new DVR. I mean, if if they want my business, then it has to be a DVR. Would you pay a monthly fee for that? I already pay a monthly fee for that happily.
2: Wow. So uh, it remains to be seen, but I think Microsoft is, um, I think sooner rather than later, we'll probably see what the next Xbox is going to look like. And I think, again, I'm sure, again, Sony focused on games in their first presentation. I'm sure as time, there's no way they've left out all the other stuff. Netflix, (laughs) movies, all that stuff will be there. I don't don't know. I think Microsoft is going to have, ultimately, when you you look at the two offerings, I think you're going to see that. If you love games, I think it's probably, again, depending on what your personal taste is. But in terms of, is this one? Can I? If I let's say I've only got one HDMI port available, yeah. What am I going to plug into this thing? But I think the three hundred and sixty. The, nec- the next the next three hundred and sixty is going to end up being more interesting.
0: So here's the thing to me: if I want to play games and I look at Microsoft coming out of the gate with Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and a whole bunch of other nonsense, yeah. And another Halo, and I, the last Halo was okay, but who cares? I'm much more interested in buying a Sony console where they're clearly focused on games than buying another Netflix box. When my console is going to cost a lot of money, and my Apple TV or Roku costs fifty-nine cheap. to ninety-nine dollars.
1: But it's not like the next Xbox isn't going to play all those games. Well, but in- again, you are, you, are now, you are now
2: a dad with a baby daughter. Do not underestimate the power of that Skype camera built right into your TV.
0: Well, my parents have iPads, so that's the market. I'm already in that ecosystem. But now you can just sit right in front of your TV. I can do that with Apple TV right now too. Skype? Uh well, FaceTime. And Skype for Not that matter. Apple T V doesn't have FaceTime. Yeah, you mirror it over to that. Oh Apple you TV. can mirror yeah, you can airplay it over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Um the I, I mean, if Microsoft wants services to be the selling point, they have to get a real crazy price. I think you're going
2: to see a lot of new stuff this generation from Microsoft. I, I, again, I don't think Sony has shown. Every, there's, no, there's no way that what Sony has shown so far is everything they have. It's not. Oh, we, of course, yeah. It's, it's a more powerful PlayStation with a share button. That's that is not and cannot be the end of it. They, they have other things up their sleeve. Very and,
1: specific reason they didn't show the PS4 and also didn't announce any price. Even though we still don't think, I
2: still don't think they've figured out exactly how much they can afford to charge. I think
0: they're going to let Microsoft
1: make the first move on price and then react. if They can.
2: I think. I
0: I think very interesting things are going to happen
1: if Microsoft's tying their console to services and they kind of have to announce price initially, yeah, uh, or else the speculation is going to hurt them.
0: Well, and, and, and literally, if they're trying to compete with $99 boxes, they can't come out with a 400 or 300 or $250 machine. The it next few months,
2: cheap. I think, are going to be very interesting, and I think it's going to be an explosive holiday season because I think you're going to see both of these new systems going head to head. A good E3. Yeah. yeah. A great E3.
0: I'm hoping no Retina iPad Mini, so I have money to spend on consoles.
1: <laughs> let's not do Apple rumors. <laughs> There'll be a Retina iPad Mini. You'll buy both. You're there probably you go. right.
0: Boom. I'm going to play the music, and then let's talk about what we've been testing. Hey Gary, hey Norm. Have you guys played SimCity? I've played a lot of SimCity. I've been trying. I've played a lot of SimCity too. I played a lot. Of
2: Sim I'm City. I'm supposed to be part of, of PC Gamer's Celebrity SimCity, which so far has been
1: wow, I it's think, kind of wait, a wait, low, wait, low largely low bar for largely a tr- largely a train wreck. You, what server are you playing on? I have, okay. So I didn't start obviously last week. I've read about it on Twitter on vacation that everyone had the connection. NA problems. West One is where I play. I'm on NA West One. I'm on nas 4 since Saturday. I've never had a problem playing the game. I Well,
2: I I, ga- I gave up trying. It's. I'm sure. I have heard reports that, that the servers have stabilized a lot in the, last the servers
0: are fine. Um, the okay. the problem.
2: But certainly for those first four or five days, it was unplayable.
0: Well, it was bad enough that they're giving away a free game to to make good for. Their I think they're shitty still launch. giving away. A have free
2: they released game. the list of uh, no, games they have yet?
0: They've not. Okay. It'll, if it's not be, Dead Space be...
1: three, I'm going to be pissed. It's not going to be Dead Space. Yeah, 3. Yeah, you don't want it's... it to be like Buzz Aldrin's race into space. No, I it'll, it'll be Origin. It'll be Dead Space two, probably. I, don't, I already have Dead Space two. That doesn't do well, any good. Then <laughs> sorry, I mean, you, you know, I off.
2: guess I guess they're doing what they can. They're they're, they're trying to do a make good. They finally released. They finally started talking to the public in a way that sounded like real human beings, as opposed to, we are aware of the problems, we are looking into it. Like it started <laughs> to get, like they, they, they started admitting that they had egg on their face and like, we know, we've, we screwed up. We, we've got to do more. We're really embarrassed. We promise we're, so, we're, we're going to make this right. Like I think they started to strike the right tone. Yeah. yeah,
1: there are two conversations, and we're talking about the connection, always connection side of it. The DRM. I don't. I don't care connection about that. side of it. Well, you should because there's also word now that the game really didn't need to have. That well, background. okay. A, a couple, I do care a, a about that. A couple
2: that. of people got into the code and saw what data was being sent back and forth and concluded that it does not need. to Well, be
1: one right of the right Max right. developers got, got in touch with, with rock paper shotgun with rock paper shotgun and said that. Um, Allegedly. Some of the, the, the statements made before about uh, calculations being on server-side were overstated. Now, right. I still believe that some calculations are being done server-side in terms of the multiplayer, but not in terms of running well, your single city. So I mean, I look,
2: had th- 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 this whole story, when it comes to, like, you're going to be able to teach this in PR crisis management classes. like right, There
1: with Union Carbide. An
2: example of how not to do it.
0: Yeah.
1: Because it was, it's been a nightmare for the <laughs> to end. It'll be SimCity... And it'll be those Chernobyl, uh, no, no, no. And it'll Three be Three Mile Island. In terms of ga- gaming PR, it'll be SimCity and that controller, Avenger controller. Oh, that guy. Oh, that guy. The guy with yeah. the Twitter <laughs> meltdown. It's not. I mean, that, I mean, that was that
2: was like a guy that just went crazy and went rogue. But like this, and you know, like Deepwater Horizon. I mean, obviously, even though people <laughs> no. are like oh. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> no, obviously, one's more serious. Ladies than and gentlemen, other. Gary Witter. One is more serious than the other, but the level of PR incompetence was competence was about so,
0: equal. So here's, here's the thing that's happened with this. The servers didn't work for a while, which is to be expected on an online The game. But, but why, though? Why should it be expected? Why can we not figure this out? Because EA hasn't successfully launched an MMO but since Ultima Online. why does this online? happen oh.
2: every single time? It doesn't. By now, knowing that it's a problem, it can happen all the time, with a company of EA's resources and expertise, why can they not just build Starcraft it? StarCraft came it, out
0: two nights ago, and it was fine. Because it's not worth the money.
2: Yeah, but how much is this... Co- I bet well, you that what this not has what ended... They think about. There's no way to really ever calculate this, but I guarantee you what this has cost them is greater than the additional
1: server and, capacity. And you, you think that them. would be a lesson learned, but it's not. But, they,
2: but, but they, but here, they end up having to spend the money anyway and probably end up having to spend more because they're now they're suddenly booking servers at the last minute in an emergency you, you and guys, charged even more money. You
0: guys are grossly oversimplifying. So... I talked to Andy about this, and Andy has a fair amount of experience building backends for both MMOs because he worked on some MMOs for UB back in the day, and um, doing load balancing for for, for uh, websites, which is obviously much simpler than the game, but that have massive traffic spikes and and have you know ha- require uh, basically what he said is you never really know what the bottlenecks are until you until the bottlenecks show up. Like There's no way to predict short of getting the number of people that are going to come in to do that. Is it because of
1: the sheer number or because of the type of traffic? It's, or? Bo- it's
0: both. It's because you can't predict that the system is going to break in a specific way until
1: it, until it breaks in many cases. So how long was it broken, though?
0: Um, well, they're updating. They're patching every
1: day. I mean, they're patching twice how a long? I'm I not mean, saying how long was it broken until Saturday when it worked fine for me.
0: Um, it was broken. And what's acceptable? So if you logged on before 5 o'clock Pacific, you could get a slot on a server. The things that they fucked up really bad were this, the queue system was really bad. So instead of having a queue where it says you're 4,000 in queue, right. and when it gets to zero, you're in, it said uh, it's t- 20 minutes, or was it 30? We'll check again in 20 minutes, check and it- that was just horrible. And it was... In twenty minutes, you can take another try to log in. Not you are guaranteed a spot in twenty right. minutes, and they right. won't let you try logging in. You could, but it was right. it, mistakes. It, like that, that is the it is the worst queue system I've but ever. But it ever was. Seen. I
2: mean, I said it earlier in the week, and many other people have said it also. That I think it is the the most grossly mismanaged
1: major game launch ever. Yeah, relative to the size of the game, so, and anticipation of the game. S- yeah. So
0: the thing that you said earlier about the calculations happening on the server. I happened to get disconnected and I ran in offline mode mm. for 20 minutes. To- totally the other night. And then the things then that then don't the happen. Second- the things that don't happen are you don't get money and resources from outside of the region, and you can't pull back out into the region mode, which is to be expected. Right. Um, I never reconnected, and all that time was lost.
1: Oh, I reconnected, and even though I. 15 minutes of disconnected and yeah. but
2: again, fine. I But again, mean, this is all part of making an argument for what seems to be a growing groundswell of people saying, can, can we not just have the version for people like us that don't want to play with other people, that just want to have our own experience? I don't care about regions, just let me create a city in a bottle and have my fun and not have to worry about the internet going down and just fuck you, basically.
0: Well, so there's, there's some larger issues with the game. That that pertain to that. One right. is that there's no kind of like self moderation tools. So if you have an open game and somebody comes into your region and trolls you, you're fucked. Even if it's a if, you know right. you so need better, have invite better only tools. regions, yeah. which is the solution. Yeah, but it, you know if 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 you go in and jump into a region and then just, just stop playing, then that's going to cripple your everybody else that's playing. And you the can troll you need people. all the regions.
2: I discovered inadvertently that you can not troll people. So one of the things that happened Absolutely. right away in quote unquote Celebrity SimCity was, uh, you know, you can send resources or sell resources to other cities to help yeah. them out. And I got a thing saying, I built a lot of garbage capacity early on because I wanted to keep my city clean. Yeah. And I said, hey, you have additional garbage capacity. Would you like to send one of your spare garbage trucks mm-hmm. to Tyler's mm-hmm. city, Tyler from PC Gamer? Uh-huh. He could use some garbage capacity. Said, oh, sure, I'll be nice. That's part of what we're supposed to be doing here. Like, you know... Yeah, you're building work, a society. Cooperating and helping each other out. So I sent him a garbage truck. Little did I know... That he had created a very experimental city that had no cross sections. It was just one long winding road that went like this, kind of like the line for a theme park ride. But it's supposed yeah. to be efficient. That's supposed supposed the to be most efficient. efficient. But what happened was my garbage truck got out in front of all of his traffic, like a pace car, <laughs> and nothing could get in, get around it because <laughs> it's stopping at every like yeah, house yeah. to pick up the garbage. Yeah. It created this legendary traffic. I t- basically screwed his entire city.
0: Well, so the traffic is the problem with the game in in terms of design. Yeah, so I played probably. F- Three or four cities to a hundred plus thousand people now. One yeah. of them got to two fifty, maybe. Yeah. Um, what happ- What happens is you reach a certain size, and because of the way they model the Sims, and they do model. I mean, there's a lot of debate about how many, what percentage of the Sims in a large city they actually model. I don't care about that. All I care about is the game playable at some point you reach a, a size where if you have a city that's arranged in a traditional square grid mm-hmm. with avenues and sub-blocks that are smaller streets, at some point traffic jams get to such a point that like, you'll have a... Um, b- the, the Sims are very short attention span. So like when they leave work, they go to the nearest possible house. They don't go to their house. They go to the f- closest house to them. And if once that house fills, then they
1: go to the next closest house. This is how so someone, on, else, so someone on the EA this forums has determined that the pathfinding works.
0: And once, once this was described, it makes a ton of sense when you look at, for example, I had a conga line of 45 police cars all going to chase the same criminal when there's 60 criminals in the city. Right. Same thing happens with fire trucks. When you have a fire, all 5 of your fire trucks will go to the nearest fire when there's a skyscraper burning to the ground on the other so side of the city. So they
2: should be behaving more intelligently than that.
0: They are behaving
1: everything not just the people and the services but also the power. Yeah, I water. read
2: I read a very long blog last night that was clearly was really really well thought out to the point where I couldn't really understand it. But they seem to be they seem to be making a very good case for the fact that traffic and just the, the, the basic kind of commuting behavior of Sims is just not correct. So
0: the upshot was last night I built a city that has the Tyler one long winding ass road. And that is by far the most efficient way to get people to and from places, which makes me think that this game should be called Sim Road and not Sim City, because as it is, it is not, uh, it's, and, it's not, a, it's again, not a game that simulates Obviously, cities.
2: they can continue to patch and correct these issues as they come up, but it sounds like... And again, this is, this is very interesting because this has also created a wider story about the media and how games are reviewed. A lot of big 9 out of 10 and 9.5 reviews came out for SimCity day one. People that have been playing the game a little bit ahead of release. And now everyone's scrambling to change those scores and refine them as they realize that not only did they not take into account the issues with the server capacity because you can never really know yeah. until the game goes fully live, uh, but also the fact that a game as deep as SimCity if the review's coming out day one, I've got to ask questions about like how much you really kind of went down. A, a game like that it, needs to be not very, just games. very thoroughly it's, tested. It's games you can't just and technology. The surface. It's everything. Because the people that are going to really play SimCity are the ones that are going to notice these issues.
1: Yeah, it's with every single piece of
0: technology or product that you review. The more complex something is, the longer it takes to evaluate. I mean, we said this at the very beginning of Tested. It's why we don't post reviews of the iPad two days after it comes out.
1: It's a really complex thing with multiple moving pieces. And I understand it's okay to have an evolving opinion about it. Uh, as long as you come up and be forthright and say that, okay, we were wrong.
2: And of course, there's, there's you know, there's um, people do want an impression on day one. In fact, I think that was kind of cool. IGN and a lot of other sites did kind of evolving reviews, like reviews in progress, yeah. where they didn't put a score on it or they didn't reach a conclusion until after they'd played it somewhat. Yeah. Right. But he's, again, he's, even those, a lot of those reviews that were trying to be more thoughtful, because SimCity is so deep and a lot of its issues are only excavated once you really, really start to play and get under well, the hood of it. And it's you couldn't see what while. the
0: problem was. Like, you couldn't see the, the problem with, say, uh, buying resources between cities in a region, which is one of the key parts of the game. The fact that right. you can build a city that's full of water, and I have a city with no water, and I can buy water from you. Just
2: doesn't work. Well, it's funny. That's that's true. They're, they're, that, that problem is. Bro- I mean, the game is basically kind of broken. It's broken on
0: multiple levels. And um, it, and I mean, at this point, people have paid for a beta. I which
2: had is I had a uh, my first city that I'm still currently building. There was a particular block on it that was absolutely jammed with traffic, and there were areas around it that were fine. I couldn't figure out what was wrong with it. And again, in my stupidity. I'm assuming well the game must be fine. I, there's something wrong with the way I've designed the yeah. street. And now I'm thinking, well, there maybe be nope. no, maybe nothing wrong with the street, the game is just broken.
0: So I had and be, even beyond the the sim the problem's moving the sims around, there's a larger issue where if there's a crash or a collision of of cars or something like that, I had a fire truck that blocked the only entrance and exit into my city. So that meant all of the trade stuff stopped working. All of the water flow in. Now, I'm sorry, all of the uh, workers coming in and out stopped working. All of the trade going in and out stopped working. All of the fire trucks and ambulances from other cities stopped working. Right, and then it broke the entire game. Did, and it was the. I mean, itself, four hours in. I, I'm did, sorry, did it resolve itself. No, I game? had to delete that part of the road and rebuild it. No. The
2: uh, so Ocean Quigley, who is uh, the the director of the game, uh, and has been kind of the main yeah you know public face of SimCity, tweeted something the other i mean i can only imagine what it's like inside maxis right now i mean he said it was like the first 10 minutes of argo i'm basically right now working at maxis i'm sure to go out and reason with them and then the guy gets fucking strung up and killed
0: i mean here's the thing i i feel like the people at maxis probably are getting the shit end of the stick because i bet that i mean they've had pressure to release i'm sure the game's very clearly not ready yeah and you know i'm sure that right up to the launch day they were saying look we should we should push this game back and not yes. release it and now. i and,
2: and my and guess would be that this is actually the, the the fault of various suits at ea that said let's save money on servers let's you know we let's need, make we, it online for DRM. We, we need to publish this now Microtransactions. Although why it was so important that it comes out in march i don't know it's not like there aren't any other cool games to play in march
0: yeah it's it's um looking at the reviews it's real grim Tom Chick comes in with a low score on Metacritic at, at 20. Well, I mean, so he, star, he, does, I he does that.
2: with That's nothing new for Tom Chick. No, I but, know. Uh, Screw Attack gave it one. The Polygon review from, went from 9.5 to a four. Uh, I think right now the Amazon customer rating on it is still one star. Amazon pulled it. Yeah. I mean, that's how serious it got. They, you couldn't even buy it from Amazon anymore. Yeah. They were so embarrassed. You yeah, can't, can't sell it. I mean, it is, it's,
0: it's broken. It well, doesn't work. And then there's other controversy. EA is not offering refunds on the game, which I think is, is bogus when it's broken as bad as... Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's insane to ask for, for refunds on a game that you buy on launch day and expect to work on launch day. When Logan it's Decker, and
2: PC Gamer, has always said, this is why you don't buy games on launch day.
0: Oh, he's right. You shouldn't... I mean, Giant Bomb says the same thing. You shouldn't pre-order games, period. However, sometimes you do, and Sometimes you can't I, help yourself. I, like I wouldn't. The thing is, I wouldn't ask for a refund for server issues. I would ask for a refund for a game that is broken as as broken with, as it With
2: is. with any game that requires a connection, whether it be an MMO or one of these games where the connection's a bit more spurious, but it's still required. Yeah. I mean, I had I, I had a code for it, so I had it ready to go. I had it preloaded on day one, but I didn't even try to play it right away right. because I just knew I didn't know it was going to be this bad. But I've been there for every major MMO type launch, and I mean. I, I think the first really big one I was at was World of Warcraft. And that was, people don't remember now, but I mean, it was, it was unplayable bad. Yeah. the weekend it came out.
0: Unless you played Horde.
2: Star, I know the Star Wars MMO had problems. Diablo 3 had a lot of problems. I mean, basically any time that you require a connection.
0: Yeah, the early days of EQ were bad. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's to be expected the first week. But the, but the broken game is, 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 is really unfortunate. Patch that shit. Yeah. I don't know if it's stuff they can patch. No, sure
2: they can. Well, I I'm mean, sure they can. I don't
1: they'll, really they'll,
2: can. I By the know, time they fix it, will anybody care? Point. It's and the thing is, it's course course still, it's still it a lot of it, f- it's still a lot of fun to care. play. The crack yeah. element of it is still there. Absolutely. Um, but it's just
0: every when I when I finish playing, I always stop because something frustrates me, and I just feel bad about playing.
2: Well, that's the, the thing is, knowing now that there are so things, knowing yeah. now that there are things in the game that are broken, I don't want to play it because again, if I'm looking at this traffic, if I see a traffic jam, I'm like, well, okay, I've got to figure out a way to fix it. But if I know it's not my fault. The game is no fun. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Well, and the upgrade trees are, like the upgrade trees to get to the high level stuff are such that you have to have the region connections and the region connections work sporadically. And it's just, it's unfortunate. So don't buy SimCity, I guess yeah. is the takeaway.
2: But don't buy it for a while until you know, until you read the story that says, guys, SimCity, they fixed everything now. It's great. Then you can go buy it.
0: SimCity 2 is coming out next month. Yeah. Um, uh, I tested it. It's a great th- soundtrack though. It is a great soundtrack. Chris Tilden did a really nice job.
2: Amazing soundtrack. Yeah, I love it. I bought the album and I'm listening to it in my car.
0: Um, I tested a, the, the guys who made Eminent Domain uh, Tasty Minstrel Games sent a pre-release of their Kickstarter game uh, Dungeon Roll which is kind of a it's like a dungeon diving delving game um, it's dice based kind of reminds me a lot of zombie dice um, it's quite good it's I'd love to know what the GDP
2: of Kickstarter is
0: uh, it's probably pretty like, good I'd love to days. know the
2: total the sum total of contribution of, of contributions to all
0: Kickstarters there, there are stats out there people have called data and um, well, I mean, uh, Kicktrack kind of gives you that too if you look at it. Uh, D- Dungeon Roll, I think those guys asked for ten grand and got have gotten like hundred and twenty grand or something like that so far. I can't, yeah, can't remember where Leah
2: it's at. got one. She
0: got a, a, a Kickstarter product that she ordered. It came in the mail. It's great. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it, well, you take a gamble like anything else. It's like a pre-order essentially. Yeah. But they've done a pretty good job of making sure that people are able to deliver. This
2: thing like is that. really cool. It's like a little uh, micro SD card caddy that fits in the SD card of your MacBook Air. Oh, that's And nice. you can upgrade, but effectively upgrade your solid state memory. But it doesn't jut out like an SD card does. It fits flush.
0: Oh, so it's and a flat SD card, basically. It, it
2: fits right in, and it comes with a little, a tiny little hook tool that you can use to pull it out. Oh, that's and cool. And she put a 64 gig micro SD card in it. Yeah. So she increased her uh, hard drive space by 50%.
0: That's great. Yeah, yeah. it was a good little product. Um. Dungeon rolls quite good. Uh, it's 15 bucks. The Kickstarter ends next week. so if you want to get in on that, it's a good game to play with people who don't normally play board games, is what I would say. Um, uh, the Nikon NEX adapter. Uh, we posted that finally. I can't remember if we' talked about it before. Um, but it's a it's like the metabones metal bones, metal bones. metabones. metabones. Uh, a, metabones. metabones. Uh, but but dumb and cheap, so it lets you use old Nikon lenses. There's versions for most old manual lenses uh, uh, that you can buy for about F- twenty mount. bucks. Yeah, but this is F mount. There's ones for Minolta, Minolta mount and Olympus mount as well, um, and you can use it on your your NEX camera. It Basically, turns your NEX camera E-mount. into a manual camera. Yeah. All right. Yeah, E mount as well. Um, there's a crop. Just watch the video if you're interested. It's, I I quite like it. I have, you can get much better glass. Uh, if you're willing to manually focus, then you can get uh, for the e-mount otherwise. Uh, and they're also available for other Micro Four Thirds cameras and, and stuff like that. Uh, anything else we want to talk about here? Uh, Norm? Norman, Gary? Anything well, I questions? finally got the
2: charger case I wanted for my phone. No, oh, what'd you, you get? Your, what uh, do you like? it So um, right around the time, right around the last few months of the iPhone 4S, I started to realize, even though I don't like to put a case on my phone, I'm one of those people that has terrible battery anxiety. Mm-hmm. As soon as I get down below 75%, I start to think about like, am I going to run out of battery? How yeah. much can I use this thing? It's, 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 a, it's an OCD thing. It's not. I very rarely actually run out of battery, but I'm always worrying about worrying out of battery.
0: It's a real threat. It's,
1: it's only on trips for me. Not yeah, yet, yet. Mo-
2: mostly on trips. I usually carry a, a cord, you know, a power plug with me, and I like to stay topped up as much as possible. Like, I'll charge it even when I don't really need to charge it. So I thought, well, maybe one of these Mophie cases that has the battery built right into the case would be good. I didn't get one for the 4S because I knew the 5 was, was coming. I thought, well, I'll just wait for that. The problem was it's been a really long wait because they redid the connector on the 5 to the lightning connector. And Apple has not really been in a, a big hurry to kind of help third parties make their own version of that connector. That's why they're uh, on uh, the uh, spear docks. Accessories have been really, really slow. And I think Mophie actually is the first company outside of Apple to actually ship something with a lightning connector on it. Uh, so I, I first of all got the Mophie Helium. Okay. which, which is, is the big sh- one yeah, we, we which is a chunky yeah. case you put it you, you, you did a little quick look on that uh, and I got it and I liked it but there were some there are things about it that I didn't like like I didn't like the recess buttons and a couple mm-hmm. of other features and then right after the helium I do not still don't understand why they have both products because they're very similar came the juice pack air which is also for the five and that is this one. And this has a slightly better form factor, no recessed buttons. It's a little it, bigger, ever, but so yeah, so much tinyly bigger that it you looks don't even really just notice. just like the helium. From much from nicer distance. form factor and more battery. So this is like a hundred percent full charge. Basically, what you do is you wait for your phone to get down to like your twenty percent battery warning. Flip the sort of switch on the back, and it charge and it recharges so, the phone again. So when and it's great, I was out. This is why I got this at South by Southwest because I know I'm going to be out all day and night. Maybe not going back to the hotel room. Again, as soon as I'm, it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm at sixty percent battery. I'm like, this is not going to make it till...
1: Midnight, Traveling, or however yeah. long I'm going to be. It is out.
2: great for travel. I'm yeah. going to start panicking. But so about, I hit 20% at around 7 or 8 o'clock at night, flip the switch, fully and I'm good until, you know, for the rest of the night. I loved, it just, I loved it. No battery anxiety ever again.
0: So when did the, when did the 5 come out? November. North-tober. No, September. Because we had it in, September in New York.
1: AS, yeah, late September. It's taken a yeah. while. It's taken it's while. six months. It's taken
0: a while.
2: And
1: I, 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 I'm sure someone will correct
2: me if I'm wrong, but I don't think anyone else out there. There's like has this yeah. There's like car
0: chargers the, and stuff like that. Are but, there?
2: Yeah, with I, lightning connectors. Yes, with okay. lightning connectors. Okay, lightning well, connectors. I haven't seen any is, speaker docks or anything like that. Well, yet.
1: I'll tell you why specifically. It's because Apple's standard. If they if you want to put a lightning connector in a speaker dock, it can't just be like the thirty pin connector because the lightning is a little more rigid, and right. it it doesn't pop off as easily. So Apple's afraid that on speaker docks because they're usually bent at an angle. If you pull the phone out, it'll snap the lightning connector. I
2: have, a, I have a lightning adapter on my speaker dock, and you do have to be careful about how you take it on and yeah, off. So also, I'm sure Apple would much rather sell you
1: their right. adapter yeah. than have third parties sell but their th- docks. But third parties, will get uh, speaker docks will get the lightning connector. Yeah, it's going to take a while. The, the standard is that it'll need to be a mechanical spring so that yeah. it'll bend yeah. and let you remove the, your phone or iPad mm. mini uh, easily. Anyway, I like my,
2: my uh, case a lot. I'm, I'm, again, I don't even need it today, but I have it on because I just love knowing that no matter what, I've got tons and tons of battery.
1: And, and you know, it's not to make it a two-day battery phone. It's to make it a full one-day It phone. finally makes
2: it a full all-day full all-day
1: all, all, all and all-night battery. Without thinking about use battery at and all. And
2: that's the thing. Again, even without the battery in the phone's actually pretty decent. I very rarely hit bottom. Um, but oh, you again, hit I, bottom. But uh, Yeah, I hit bottom a while ago. But I have terrible... Like I said, I have... Um, irrational anxiety about battery charge And so that's why, you know I'm not, I'm not going to buy an electric car Until they get super crazy battery overhead
1: There you go I don't know that's going to
2: happen I don't know if they're going to get there either And I, I, th- saw, I saw a couple of Tesla S's in uh, Austin
1: oh, wow, What a beautiful they, car They, oh, they, are they pushed cars. back the Model X Oh, um, they did? To end of next year, I believe Yeah, It's a really nice car yeah. The S is, is very nice um,
0: Anything else we've been testing? Norm?
1: Uh, We have a bunch of that. We'll be shooting a lot more reviews once Joey's back. Do
0: you want to talk about your 60 at all? Save Uh, it for next
1: week. No. Okay.
0: Yeah. We will talk about the 60 later. I guess that'll do it for us. I'm going to skip questions this week because we are running uh, pretty far over. Uh, And we will uh, see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to This Is Only To Test. Maybe stay tuned for Fake Out Takes. I don't know. Today's outro is brought to you by Evil Max. Hi there. I didn't see you. Tested. This is a great picture of Jeffrey Tambor. Wow. That picture of Jeffrey Tambor is amazing. It was a really good picture of Jeffrey Tambor. What's your favorite Jeffrey Tambor role? Uh, probably Hank. I
2: can see that. I, th- I, th- I think that's his
0: greatest role. I would go with Arrested Development.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm sure many, many people, especially those of the younger generation, would yeah, say mm-hmm. that, but I imagine... That if you've seen people have been around a bit longer that this remember, is a pretty good remember the Larry Sanders Larry show Sanders. Yeah. Hank is one of the great tragic comic creations <laughs> of all time
0: yeah I, I don't think I don't think Arrested Development Tambor would exist without Hank
2: no I think Hank,
1: surely not.
0: Hank, yeah. Hank is so clearly the answer for me
1: Norm uh, I have not seen all of Larry Sanders show, so I'm going to say Arrested Development as well you haven't seen the Larry Sanders show a little bit I know it's on HBO I have an HBO Go But yeah you do you have no yeah. excuse I went through and watched uh, about pretty much the
0: entire first season of Flight of the Concords the other day when I had the kid. Okay. It's a fantastic it's show. It's
2: great to have all this TV just on It's, it's free-flowing tap so, of just endless TV. We're well, paying
0: for it, so I might as well watch it. Have yeah. we talked about this, like the, the peril of endless entertainment? I feel like we have. My, but like, That's one of the things I'm... I'm like, of, if, of the things I worry about as a parent now... The the teaching the kid to cope with infinite entertainment is high on the list. It's
2: well, I mean I mean self- They're growing, yeah. they're kids, growing the up in a world that is so different to the I mean, I grew up in a world where there were
1: four channels. It, until
2: I was ten years old, there were three channels. They had yeah. when they added a fourth, people lost their shit. Same thing I, for I had
1: me. I had ten channels and that was amazing. You knew that it was gonna be. You but know, some of them were like languages you didn't speak, right? Maybe two or three. Okay.
2: But now it's this endless fucking utopia content never it's and it's, it's
1: noisy it's and scary. it leads to
2: it leads to a new kind of anxiety like i now have anxiety about all the stuff that i'm not seeing I'm like, there's all this stuff out there this, like, i still haven't seen homeland <laughs> i still haven't seen Downton abbey You're also i still not... haven't seen archer i still haven't <laughs> seen this and, 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 Oh, I, Archer's I, really good so, i know I, abbey is I, really I good too. Ever hear about it, so i don't have time to watch all these pro- all this great stuff is going to go unwatched
1: see <laughs> i've been taking kid time to tell her people's <laughs> what people are watching them
0: you see the world I lay down, I lay down and, with the baby, and I watch, I've watched basically – this might make me a bad parent, but we watched uh, – like the kid and I have watched pretty much the first five seasons of Always Sunny in Philadelphia together. I mean, wow. she doesn't care because she's a baby. But yeah, it, it, that goes to – it gets real dark, that show.
2: Well, I discovered – you might discover this a bit later, but we, we ended up – we rationed the TV for the baby a lot. She's, she's. It's yeah. very easy to plonk her in front of a screen and just hypnotize her. Oh, we don't do but that. We don't want to fall, on, and also we don't want to show her anything. But when when she's looking at the TV, we're looking at the Good Night Show or something like that. Because, yeah. um, I was I think I was watching a movie or a TV show where like an explosion went off, and the baby kind of jumps up and says, "Wow, she actually is reacting to this stuff." Like mm-hmm. even oh, yeah. in the most vague sense, if there's anything negative or traumatizing, I don't want her looking at that.
0: Yeah. Well, and the thing that the th- she's just now reaching the stage where she like turns around and like looks at stuff. Yeah. And, d- dude, when she picks up the TV on, especially if the room's dark, it's like cra- cranes the head all the way around in the other direction yeah. out of the corner of the eye just to watch the magical picture and it, box. And it's
2: kind of amazing just to match your own brain regresses. Like, you're suddenly, you're, so, like, you're, you're satisfied just to watch Angelina Ballerina for 20 minutes. and Like, you actually get into sounds it. it's great. Like, I'll just watch this. I have very low standards now for entertainment. But you always had kind of low I standards. I still find it, I, I'm, as a Brit this Americanized version of Thomas the Tank Engine can fuck off. <laughs> so did they, what is that? So what, we what didn't have the Thomas the Tank
0: Engine when I was a kid. Oh, but well, no. I had it on PBS when, when I was a kid. You're younger than I am, Norm.
2: And here it's not even known as Thomas the Tank Engine. He but is it older?
0: It's an older show. Yeah, but it no, was... It no, it's still, still under
2: real, real Little Kids. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it started, I mean... Yeah, it
1: started, started a long time ago. The yeah. original I mean, so obviously it
2: started as, as book. It was a series of kids' books and then it got adapted for television and Ringo Starr was, right, the, was the narrator. I'll tell
1: you what I remember because I haven't watched it since, you know, 20 years ago, 20 something years ago, it was a introduction and it was a set, like live, like Mr. Rogers style play set and Thomas would drive around on the track and, and there'd be a lot of like figures that were like not movable, like, like a toy set mm-hmm. and then like they a had faces. Model train. Model train set. Yeah. And it'd be video of that. And then it'd go into a train station after that segment and there would be a conductor and kids and they would talk about it. And then go back. I don't remember the live
2: action element, but the kid, the version that I grew up on, used real models, and it wasn't even animation. They would just run a a, a train past the camera and shoot that, and that was the. Did the
0: faces move?
2: uh, No, they were stuck on, but they would they would have different faces. Like he'd be happy, then would come back, and he's got a sad face. They would just change the face, but the faces were scary. It It didn't animate. Uh, but now, I turn it on the other day, and now it's all CG and these American accents, and like, this is not Thomas. You know,
0: I had the same thing happen when I flipped on He-Man on, on Netflix the other day. Were you watching the new one? The new one is shit. I didn't like it. The I went th- straight back to the old the one. The old one, it turns out, also was shit, but no, it was at least a familiar oh, flavor old of He-Man shit. was good, but this
2: new edgy version of it was... Well, How is it new and edgy? You know, it's all like anime-inspired, and... Yeah,
0: the was, sword's too big... He's clearly yeah. overcompensating. Plays the same character design. And they yeah. did like this same epic three-hour like no, origin story
2: that just oh. I couldn't. I just had no patience for. I went straight back to the original one.
1: I've never seen the He-Man movie.
2: Yeah, the, so the one Dolph with Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. I want to oh. see that.
1: It's on Netflix. I'm sure. And
2: I, I now have a perverse
1: with Frank 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 Langella, and I want to see
2: I want to yeah. see the Thomas movie that has Alec Baldwin in it. Wait, what? Yeah.
0: Thomas the Tank Engine movie with there's a t- there's
2: a, there was a feature length theatrically released Thomas it's movie truly that a-
0: has Alec Baldwin and a couple of other like, I think like Peter Fonda. A Baldwin has truly done everything. Yeah, the, the, I, it wouldn't surprise me if this time twenty years from now there's a Baldwin on the moon. They've done it all. Yeah, yeah, that's no, no, amazing. No, no. Yeah, yeah. I um, I'm just I, I can't even I can't even like is it it has to be young? It's like Hunt for an October era Baldwin, right? No, it's older than that. Like older, it's like he's he was, older he, he, than that, or the movie's it, no, older it than was, that? You know,
2: he was well-established as a movie star huh. by this point. Like it's, it's, it's chubbier Alec Baldwin. It's the older Alec so it's like, Baldwin. So it's
0: like L.A. Confidential Baldwin, Alec Baldwin. He wasn't in L.A. Confidential. Wasn't he? No. Oh, no, Kim Basinger was in that. How, how often we get those two mixed up? <laughs> so it's not Beetlejuice Alec Baldwin is what you're saying? No. Okay. No. I see. I have big gaps in my Alec Baldwin knowledge. Between, say, Hunt for Rat October, it's it's and it's, it's slightly rock. it's shadow. slightly it's pre shadow. it's slightly pre. No, that Donnergy. was Billy. That was Billy. Um, no, Alec Baldwin. No, Alec Baldwin. Oh, oh, that was the shadow. shadow. Was Alec Baldwin was the
2: shadow. Um, it's slightly pre thirty rock. Alec Baldwin. I mean, it's fairly recent era. Alec wow. Baldwin. Fascinating. Yeah, I want to watch it. It's got to be on Netflix.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely on Netflix.
2: God, man, when, when you trawl around Netflix, it's a rabbit hole, man. You can really get lost. I
0: watched about half of the first season of. G.I. Joe, do you know that first season of G.I. Joe has like sixty episodes in it? Yeah, they made a lot. Back they just it was like yeah, one good, a week. Some good G.I. Joe. I love yeah, G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe and He-Man. I've been watching a lot of those. The bit at the end, the end of that first season of G.I. Joe, with the Ryan Davis recommended, I watch it. The one where they go and it's basically like Stepford Wives, the city. They take um, what was the, oh, the guy's name? Shipwreck. Yeah, they capture him. He goes to this this. Fake city that's supposed to be after the war with Cobras over. Yeah, and they try to get secrets out of him because yeah. it's really a Cobra run. A spoiler, oh, the classic yeah. like Riker Romulan. Oh, it's amazing. There. Yeah, yeah it's so mind. good. So good.
2: Yeah. Um, I I I saw the one where they fell like through a, a time portal or something and came out in an alternate dimension where Cobra was the government. Yeah, and GI Joe were like the scrappy
1: terrorist insurgents. That's yep. the movie. That's this next movie. Yeah, Cobra in charge, right? Yeah, Cobra is in charge. Jonathan Price is evil. Um, yeah, I'm excited about it.
0: The uh, the other good one is the Serpentor line, which we've talked about before. So yeah, we'll get into, but the Serpentor stuff is top-notch. that's notch. the one
2: where he takes all the villains from history.
0: Yeah, Genghis was, Khan, Napoleon. That was good. Yeah, I don't think he gets Hitler in there, but it's implied. That was good. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, t- and I see that's the thing.
2: I say that I don't have time to watch all these great shows, but when I do have time, I just watch trash. Well, but the problem is because I, don't, I can't.
1: Thing is, it's like you can. You don't have to pay attention.
2: That's that's the thing. I never really have. I rarely have time to watch something that I really feel like could be good, and I, yeah. I'm going to get excited about. I'm watching this crap that I'm like, it's kind of on. I'm kind of watching it, but I don't have to be fully. Because you only
1: watch it once. The good stuff. Well, what?
0: Downton Abbey works in that... Ca- like, not that Downton Abbey's not good, but Downton is the kind of thing that you can kind of listen to and get all the gist of. And if you have opportunity to look, then it's very pretty and, not, and all. Yeah. But you can pick it all up from the dialogue. Maybe so. It's a dialogue show. Right. Um, I'm trying to think. Other stuff... Like, I, I, I just listen to a lot of TV. I could turn off the TV and just have the audio and be okay most of the time.
2: Yeah, a friend of mine told me that's, that's how you know... So it's different. There's two rules. One is for, One is for movies and one is for TV. They tell you that in movies... You should be able to turn the sound off and follow the film without hearing the dialogue. Like Battleship. Because movies are very visual. Yeah. Um, they tell you in TV that you should be able to turn the picture off and just listen to it like a radio play and it, still follow that. Because yeah. TV is more dialogue.
1: But Casino is a fantastic movie, and that's a movie I can just listen to and not watch. That's uh, true. Yeah. But that's a special case. I mean, Casino is just great all around. Yeah. I want to get the poster, poster of yes. all the different suits. All the suits. I had no idea he wore that many suits. I know. Yeah. It like it's one, it's one of them where he's got mom. no
2: pants on, because that's my favorite look. <laughs> when he just gets up and there's no pants. Well, you don't want to wrinkle your pants if you're sitting down. Absolutely. And it's just this great little moment of comedy. They just totally underplay it. It's learned, so well done.
0: Learned that from Steve Martin. And Casino is a good movie. It is man. a good I movie. Mean, there years. are parts of it that are hard to watch,
2: but it is a good movie. It's,
0: it has a real brutal beating scene, doesn't it? I mean, not
2: just that. but pr- Pretty much anything with Joe Pesci is tough because he's such a. Dickhead. Oh, he's evil, so evil and scary. So evil. I yeah, think. yeah. He needs a second act. But that was a good movie.
0: He was good in Home Alone. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's good in lots of things. Yeah. Don't really seem too much anymore. Mm, yeah, I think he olded up real fast. What do you have on your uh, Kindle right now? Uh, I'm reading Gun Machine by Warren Ellis. Right oh now. yeah, how is that? I, I, is I, I saw a lot of people talking about that. Super fucking weird, as would be expected from Warren Ellis. From Warren Ellis. It's yeah. less weird than Crooked Little Vein, but I like Crooked Little I didn't Vein read a lot. That, no. it's, it's, it goes into weird sex places. You're reading some Vonnegut. Good. Yeah, I discovered Kurt Vonnegut late in life. How in the hell did you just now find Kurt Vonnegut? I don't Vonnegut? know. I'll tell you
2: what happened was, after I got my Kindle Paperwhite, I'm yeah. like, well, this is supposed to, I'm supposed to read. I don't read anything like as much as I should. Yeah. And reading is so, when you act at, anytime I'm reading a good book, I'm like, why aren't I doing this all the time? Like, I should just be reading Re- constantly. Requires yeah.
1: time and concentration.
2: It does require time and concentration, but it's so great. Reading is brilliant.
0: Yeah, the iPad has, has cut into my reading time because I tend to go back and play like tower defense games. Well, part I'm of it was fogu- like I, I
2: spend a lot of my free bad. time. Now, once the baby goes down, I'll zone out in front of Facebook or Twitter or watch TV and I'm thinking like I should be doing something more nutritionally. Yeah. Well, that's why the short stories are so great. Sure. Short stories are great. Um, so I, I got my paper. Why? And what did I do? What did I buy? What did I put on it right away? Oh, I put um, Wise Man's Fear, the second uh, Patrick Rothfuss. Oh, that, that book's for great. Because I love Name of the Wind. Yeah. And then Wise Man's Fear came out and i love that too.
0: Name of the Wind is is like top 10 book of the decade. So good. Yeah. And it, the second one is great too. Th- th- there a lot of people didn't like it. Have you finished it? Yeah. A lot of people didn't like it because of some of the weird stuff in the like second late second act. I mean it goes They're off assholes. It, it goes off like that in some, book, some very weird digressions. But that whole thing where he's like training with the
2: kind of the the yep. monk type people it's is awesome. awesome. The whole Weird
0: love affair he has with the fairy in the forest, yep.
2: like it just goes on these weird tangents. But it's also it's so well written that you just you don't care. that it's The story, is it's not gorgeous. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's like it's. I still don't think he's gonna he's gonna have a hard time beating the sequence in the first book where he learns to play the lute with fewer strings, where the strings keep breaking, and he right. just keeps learning how to play better and better. Right. But, but yeah, the second book's fantastic. But it's
2: yeah, it's great. It's, it's really so great. well written. I mean, the the, pr- the quality of the prose is just fantastic. Yes. Uh, so I finished both, and it's one of those things. Where I'm like, well, now I'm really hungry to read more. What can I read next? But I, I, was like, I felt like it set such a high bar that I didn't. I wanted to make sure that the next thing I read would be I would like just as much. Yeah. And I always tell myself like, that I've got a lot of gaps like in my classics. Like, there's a lot of classic books I haven't read. I'm thinking, well, what, rather than just pick up the latest contemporary whatever, uh, let me let me let me fill some holes in. Yeah. Like, like so let me would you, f-
0: you get Slaughterhouse Five.
2: So I, I, have always liked the idea of Kurt Vonnegut, and yeah. I'm kind of, I He's was great. somewhat ashamed of the fact that I'd never read any of his books. I thought, well, I'll start with Slaughterhouse-Five, because that's the one that I've yeah. heard
0: most of. And I was blown yeah, away program. by it. They teach it in high school. Blown yes. away by it. Yes.
2: Absolutely brilliant.
0: Never read anything quite Do you like read it. Cat's Cradle is, it should be your number two.
2: Yeah. So I'm getting
0: there. Okay. So I read Slaughterhouse-Five.
2: I didn't even know what Slaughterhouse-Five was about. Yeah. I actually didn't know, and this is what I was so... I mean, it's embarrassing to admit that I know that I knew this little about one of the greatest American writers. I actually didn't know that Kurt Vonnegut wrote a ton of science, science fiction. fiction. That's it's actually oh, yeah, what fiction, he's good satire. at. And so I didn't know... He was, he was the precursor know,
0: to Douglas Adams. I did not know that Slaughterhouse-Five was a science fiction book. I had huh. no idea. Well, it, it, it kind of... It's a slow burn. It, like, you don't realize it's a science fiction book until you're into the third or fourth chapter. And that's what's great about it. Yeah. It sneaks up on you. Yeah.
2: Um, so I loved it. And I loved his prose. Like, the Spartan nature of his prose is just a joy
0: to he's, read. He's very clearly What crazy. you realize
2: is that you don't need elegant sentence structure or anything like that. You, it's very much like Hemingway, right? Very just basic kind of nuts and bolts English. Just simple words... You can understand everything, but the meaning behind the words and what's actually going on between the lines—that's where all the depth and sophistication is. But the actual English itself, anyone can read it. Yeah, um, that's a good high school book. I like. It took me a while to figure out what was even going on. Like, so I the first chapter of the book is just about why about why he decided to write the book. It's not even the book itself. It's, it's non-linear, right? Yeah, and yeah. they're really short. Yeah, I read Cats. Cry- I get to it. I read Cats Cray in a day because yeah. it's really short. Anyway, I, I read Swallows, loved it. Saw the movie. Didn't like the movie. Movie's as much. bad. Didn't like the movie. Yeah, God, some, there are, some you things are, the are just champions. What's there are that?
0: three Slaughterhouse Five movies, right? Or at least two. I can't remember.
2: Uh, I just saw the one.
0: The fifties one or the seventies yeah, one?
2: The the one that's directed by uh, George Roy Hill.
0: Uh, okay. I don't. Which yeah, is
2: very faithful it. to the book. Yeah, yeah. It just, yeah. I just, just don't think it works it's, as well as a movie. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I liked it, So I was so pleased. By the end of lighthouse Five, because not only did I enjoy it, but I thought, well, great, now I know that I want to read more, Kurt yeah. Loga, and there's more of it out there. It was, it was easy for me to decide. The problem with Wise Man's Fear was once I was done with it, there's not really much more Patrick Rothfuss to go. It's not like I could just jump to the next book. I,
0: I met Patrick Rothfuss at, at Woodstock and was like, dude, come on, when's when? I, I was and the first taking his time. I have been something I was the fr- that
2: something that lovingly created. I mean, you, oh. can't, you can't be in a no, rush. No, no, I.
0: I, I yeah, it was the only time I've ever been an asshole around somebody who's moderately famous. And yeah, I wasn't like a bad asshole, I'm sure he hears it all. But time. I was just like, dude, I love your book, and I can't wait for the next one. And you know, it was it I'm, was I'm sure it was, was fantasy it. that I'm not ashamed to recommend to people. Yeah, and a, I was like, that's the kind of back end is yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's a fantastic book. Yeah,
2: and I know he's written some short stories and stuff, but like that's great. You know, I mean the there was book. there was no net obvious next book for a while. I was kind of fiddling around. I read a bunch of like Kindle samples of other like. Contemporary, like I, I tried to get into uh, Perdido Street Station and a couple of things like that. I just, I just couldn't get into oh, them. Oh, uh,
0: the, the China Meval book, to, or Meval, however you pronounce his name, is either The City in the City or um, you'd probably like Kraken. It's set in London. It's really good. Okay. Um, um, and they're much more, Perdido is really inaccessible and, and like challenging.
2: And I poked around a couple of other things and nothing really stuck. Uh, and that's when I thought, well, I can't even remember why Vonnegut came up. Somebody had mentioned it to yeah, me. Vonnegut's like, great. Okay, so look, there's, that's something I should read. And I ended up falling in love with the way he writes. Uh, so, and then it was like, well, "What do I read next?" And I asked on Twitter, "What do I read next?" And everybody said, "Cat's Cradle." Cat's so read- Cradle is the best. I didn't like Cat's Cradle as much as
0: Twilight really? Five. Oh,
1: Cat's... I mean, well, I get, The ending's very depressing.
0: Cat's Cradle is definitely not as well-constructed. Like, it's an earlier book, I think. It's not as well-constructed as Slaughterhouse-Five. I mean, it has it, is, this,
1: it has
2: the same kind of quality as Slaughterhouse-Five in that it jumps around all these different ideas and narratives, and it's kind of about everything and nothing. Mm-hmm. And you don't care that the plot is meandering. You don't care that the story doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Yeah. You're just are just having so much fun with the way that he writes. Well,
0: it's kind of the same way... Um, did you ever read Catch-22 No, by Joseph Heller? No. So it's a, that's kind of the same thing. It's just... Catch twenty two is almost like a stream of consciousness thing by a guy who was, I think, a bomber on a B twenty five out of Italy in World right. War Two, right. um, and he's his only goal is to survive. Like the the Catch twenty two of the book is that in order to I'm, no, I'm
2: familiar with what Catch twenty two is.
0: No, no, but I'm, I'm just saying he has to prove that he's insane. Um, in order to get knocked out of the war, but the only way to prove the... By, by wanting to get knocked out of the war... Out of you the can, war, you're, you're, you're can't prove it. The, yeah, right. I get it. I was telling it for the benefit of the people.
2: Oh, okay, all right.
0: Um, I, I was, I was, also, the same giving, I was also giving thing.
2: our audience the benefit of the doubt.
0: Yes. I obviously <laughs> think
2: our audience is better read and I, less stupid
0: than you do. I, I, but, yeah, you're, probably, but, you're, yeah.
2: but you're probably right, though.
0: So then you think I'm right. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. Right, uh, so in the two 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 and a half
2: Vonnegut books that I've read, it's so rare for me to read... A book, even in something like Name of the Wind, where, uh, which is a great book, and I loved every minute of it, for me to like, actually want to like, sit on a sentence and underline it and maybe remember it for some highlights? I didn't physically do it, but I really wanted to, like you all the time. Wow, and which you can fine. with Kindle yeah. all the time. Uh, I actually had to take the, turn the feature off because you can see what other people have underlined. Oh, and no, in a an no, Vonnegut no, no. book, it's like all, practically all underlined. Yeah, the whole book is probably underlined. So I had to turn yeah. that feature off. Um, but I, I, really, I really liked Cat's Cradle. I didn't like it as much as Slaughterhouse 5. And but now I'm reading. The other way around.
1: You really like Slaughterhouse-Five. You didn't like as much as no, slaughterhouse That's Cat's what I just said. I, yeah, said, you I, said really, right. I
2: said, I really liked Cat's Cradle. I didn't like it as much as oh, Slaughterhouse-Five. Okay. 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 And now I'm reading on your recommendation, Welcome yeah. to the Monkey House. His, I, I never read his that short stories. Short stories from magazines and his and short stuff. stories are great because they're not... So well, it's like a if chapter. You re- if you read the two novels, you expect the short stories to be a certain thing, and some are and some aren't. Some like, there's one that's just a really nice love story, and there's nothing very Vonnegut. I guess because in his introduction he explains that... I wrote these short stories just to pay the bills. And sometimes, you know, if you want, like, a love story, you could write a love story. Yeah. They could
1: all be Star Trek episodes. Many of them could. That is true. Many of them could. Um, the other, uh, the the
2: story is a bit weird. Yeah. Uh, but All the King's Horses was amazing. That's my favorite. That was fucked oh, up. up.
0: I've got to yeah. get that. I've what never read that. What's, what's the collection called? Welcome, Welcome to the, to mon- the Monkey House. house.
2: And okay, I'm about yeah. f- six the two that I don't know how well you remember the others, but that one and um, uh, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called like Mr. Foster's portfolio is the other one that I really like.
1: Oh, which one is that? It's
2: about he's like a financial advisor and there's a guy that is living in this in this shitty house with his wife and he can't he works three jobs to make ends meet, but he's got his but his stock portfolio is worth millions and the stockbroker is trying to can't understand why the guy won't spend the money.
1: Huh, I don't remember that one. Huh. I don't remember. He's that like a either. secret
2: millionaire, but he lives like he has no money. Huh. Uh, and you eventually get to the there's a little you know, they're, 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 all the stories have a little surprise yeah. and yeah. twist at the end. They like and, Twilight Zone episodes. But they're just they're just so well written and I'm just really enjoying reading them. And I guess after this, uh, I Breakfast of Champions sounds great, but people keep telling me that that's like their least favorite. Yeah. It's, it's a Bruce Willis movie.
0: I don't care about <laughs> that. I, I like Breakfast of Champions. It's it's but I like Signs of Titan better.
2: But I thought it was interesting because I one of the things I like most about um, slaughterhouse five is i loved all the kilgore trout stuff and yeah. breakfast the champions is all kilgore trout yeah
0: so. well so sirens of titan is, is is if vonnegut tried to write a Heinlein novel yeah like one of the weird post brain hemorrhage or whatever sex yeah. novels that Heinlein yeah. wrote yeah it's real fucked up and weird but what's, awesome.
2: in, but what's interesting is is that when he write when he does the kilgore trout stuff he almost seems to have like a disdain for like trashy science fiction and yet he writes really good science fiction like I would put some of the, I would put some of the, some of the ideas. Oh, he's great. Some of the ideas in, like the way that Vonnegut describes linear time versus the way that the aliens perceive time is as good as anything in any
0: Bradbury or Asimov novel Absolutely. I've ever read. I mean, it's he's think as a science fiction mind, he's really fucking good. And 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 a lot of what he wrote ended up getting cribbed, like Terry Gilliam cribbed a lot from him for like Twelve Monkeys and and right. stuff like that. Right. Like if you if you go back and watch Twelve Monkeys now it's going to change your perception of that movie, yeah. having read, um, I guess, Cat's Cradle. Yeah.
2: So I'm slowly erasing that Vonnegut blind spot and enjoying every minute of it. And right, Like I said, right now I'm working through his short stories. I'll be bummed when I've, written, when I've read everything he's written because I, I will now read everything he's written.
0: Did you ever read Arthur Clark? No, don't try to go down like the Isaac Asimov or Arthur Clark role and read all of that stuff because there's just too much of it. But if you ever read, um, uh, uh, well, I mean, you've seen 2001, which yes. is an Arthur Clark book. Uh, you should read Songs of Distant Earth. Okay, it's it's um it's from that same kind of period, and it's the other it's the other end of the spectrum from Vonnegut, but it's Arthur Clark's best book by that I've read by far. All right, um, I guess that'll do it for us. Yeah, there you go. So i we had talk. a little mini book club there,
2: and maybe yeah. hopefully, you know, if we've inspired like one or two people to go pick up a Kurt Vonnegut book, I feel like we've you know. Yeah. And they're slightly, cheap too. So yeah. It goes on Kindle, uh, I think I've, I think Cats Cradle. I got it for like four
0: dollars. It's crazy. Yeah. If you go to a used bookshop, you can get all of these books for like ninety nine cents each. I know, but I want them on my Kindle. I know you. You're. I don't want. everybody to carry physical books around. Tell, it's for them, not for you. So you don't think our audience has Kindles? I think that they probably have phones and stuff, but maybe they maybe four dollars is a lot to spend on a book that may or may not be a good chance.
2: Maybe so. And you should support your local bookstore as well. Yeah. So
0: But however you get it, you should go read <laughs> go
2: read some Kurt Vonnegut. There you go.
0: We'll see you guys next week.